To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. It has been exactly three years since January 6th, the events of January 6th, the racist insurrection that shocked this nation to its core more profoundly than anything since Pearl Harbor plus the Civil War. Um, And it has taken a while, honestly, even for people who aren't on the side of the professional liars to realize there's something amiss about what happened that day, not just the response the largest law enforcement mobilization in the history of the United States. That was obviously disproportionate because it wasn't the worst riot that year, not even close. But the day itself, there was something about January 6th that didn't feel right. And hovering over that day has remained the question, to what extent was it a setup? And we still don't really know. But what's interesting is how few people have asked that entirely legitimate question. One of the very few, really one of the only in the United States Congress, is a member called Clay Higgins from Louisiana. And in case you haven't seen this clip, it's worth rewatching. This is from 2022 in a Homeland Security Committee hearing where he asked it just directly of the FBI director. Watch. Did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when even we are. Because that's what you I, told us two years finish, ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, confidential human gentlemen's supporters. time has expired. What a sleazy, repulsive little authoritarian liar Chris Ray is. That's obvious when you watch that tape. The sad part is so few tapes like that exist because so few have confronted him directly and asked questions to which the entire country has a right to know the answer, like that one. Clay Higgins did that. Congressman from Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, joins us in studio. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Tuck. So that was over a year ago that you asked that question, which is a central question, and you asked it as I think is appropriate without any embarrassment at all on behalf of your constituents and the rest of the country. 
are you any closer to the answer now? Well, we're closer to being in a position where we can reveal the answers that we already have. Um, much of the evidence that we have compiled from investigative effort and over the, the course of the last couple of years, some officers like my own would have operated in silos of investigative endeavor um, have now been able to come together now that we have a Republican majority and we have access to the to the to the staffs of the appropriate investigative committees. And so I sit on the oversight committee and we Republicans run that committee now. And therefore, we control the staff. So when you can magnify the efforts that individual uh, members of Congress have 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 pushed within our own offices, when you can magnify those efforts by the the skill and the numbers of staff from the committees, you you, you get a lot of evidence reviewed professionally and aligned and assembled into a, essentially a case file. And in in this case, this is a big file because the 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 involvement of of certain actors and you could say deep state actors within the federal government to set the stage for uh what happened in, in j4 5 and 6 and and to um entrap thousands of americans from across the country and lure them into this this set stage on J four, five, and six, the people that were involved in that is 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 quite a large web. So yes, sir, we do have a great deal of evidence compiled, and we are we're gradually, professionally uh, rolling that evidence out. So you sort of answered the question right there in larger terms. You just said that elements within the federal government, I assume, law enforcement, intel, and military and I'm using your words, lured Americans to Washington into what you called a trap. Yes, sir. So that would, I mean, that's a shocking, and I assume that's a that's a sober conclusion based on the evidence. That's what you're saying. That's That would be my sober assessment as an investigator. And I'm, you know, I'm quite a, I love my country and, and I've, I've always, been a staunch defender of the thin blue line and i'm i would proudly count the fbi amongst that number it's like brothers to me so to find that level of uh of conspiratorial corruption at the highest levels of the fbi uh, has been very troubling to me as a man as a cop and and yet you know you follow the evidence wherever it leads and yes this is what investigators do so uh, when I asked Christopher Ray that, that question, for instance, I, I already knew the answer. I had reviewed compelling evidence that the that FBI had assets, human assets, dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened and the masses allowed in. Uh, so I, I knew that the FBI was deeply involved. I'd seen evidence even at that time with uh, that the FBI had embedded themselves into various groups online across the country of Americans who were essentially 
voicing their their concerns and airing their grievances with each other about COVID oppression. And those Americans were targeted by the FBI, though almost universally Republicans and and uh, largely Trump supporters. But the FBI worked undercover to infiltrate those conversations and become a significant part of those individual Americans' uh, communications. And when you dig into the evidence that we've we've had revealed through through some criminal cases that I've I've followed and worked with the families of J six uh, political detainees and Americans that have been persecuted for their involvement in, in the Capitol that day. And some of that evidence is shockingly reveals that the, the the FBI agents that were operating undercover within the online groups across the country were were the first ones to plant the seeds of of uh, suggestions of of a of a more radical occupation of the Capitol, and and they were sort of testing the waters of who amongst that group would would begin acknowledging that you know yeah maybe maybe we should do that maybe we should plan for an occupation like that but if you look at the the origins of those conversations they they were started by the the FBI undercover guy that was operating inside the group and then months later uh on January 4th 5th and 6th many of those Americans met for the first time in person when they gathered for the massive rally where American patriots assembled to object to to everything that had happened during 2020, the COVID oppression and the the stunning results of what we believe was a compromise election cycle in November 2020. So Americans gathered at their own capital to to appropriately air grievances and protests at their capital, but embedded amongst their number was an FBI asset that had been working from within their group online for many months. So this was the level of uh, of manipulative effort that the FBI invested into American citizenry and our our assembly online to our, to exercise our rights under the First Amendment to talk to each other about whatever we want to talk about, including the, the the insidious oppressions of COVID that we were suffering across the country. So, and our concerns about where the election was going, the whole mail-in ballot thing, we could see the stage was being set for a compromised election cycle, possibly. And to our horror, that's what happened. So, FBI had fingerprints on this thing from for many months prior to J four, five, and six. I want to go back to something you said in the first sentence, which is you have seen evidence, and that spurred your questions to Chris Ray, that there were FBI assets dressed as Trump supporters within the Capitol. So that is proof of entrapment, because of course the federal government could have prevented entry into the Capitol building, aren't that many doors. You work there, you know. But they allowed people in on purpose to entrap them. That's what that proves, I think, does it not? Well, it certainly 
condemning. It's another piece of the of the strategy that the that the government employed to sort of complete the entrapment of Americans that they had had uh, infiltrated and then prodded and provoked with online with the with the, those original seeds planted of of uh, actions like you know what type of gear to wear and 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 just in, in language that incited behavior that could go the wrong way you know pushing actions of of legal and legitimate peaceful protest to an edge where where those Americans would likely not have gone had they not been been you know encouraged by the FBI plant amongst their number that they didn't know was there. So by the time it was actually J6 and you had you had uh, masses of Americans assembled outside the Capitol, um, almost like 99.9%, 100% peaceful. On the inside, you had FBI assets dressed as Trump supporters that knew their way around the Capitol. Before the doors even open. Before the doors open, or else how are you going to get around the Capitol? You've been there many times. You need a guide to get from whatever door you go in. It's a labyrinth. It's 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 a maze inside there. So you, that's right. So there's no way. Just Americans, most of which have never been to the Capitol, there's no way they can come in some random door that gets opened and then get their way directly to the to the statuary or the House chamber or the Senate chamber. It's just not possible. So the, the the FBI assets that were dressed as Trump supporters that were inside the Capitol were there, I believe, and evidence indicates that they were there to to specifically wave in the the Trump supporters that had gathered outside the Capitol and the doors open and they were allowed in and on the inside were were oh there's some more Trump supporters but really those were FBI assets law enforcement assets that knew their way around the Capitol and they they waved those guys in said come on follow us and they, they're the ones that led them on the path directly how do you think a guy's never been to the Capitol gonna gonna come into the Capitol all amped up on on emotion and make his way straight to Nancy Pelosi's office come on it's like I couldn't get it. There's no way. I've been there for seven years. Could come in some random door at the Capitol and make my way to Nancy Everything Pelosi. is unmarked. I mean, those leadership offices are unmarked. So it's, how would it, you know It's that? confusing That's to right. get around in the Capitol. Every American that has been there knows this. When you go on a tour, you bring your family to D.C., you go through the Capitol, you have to have a guide. And And on January 6th, the guides were FBI assets. The law enforcement assets, and they were dressed as Trump supporters. They were positioned inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened, so that the Americans that had assembled outside the Capitol, once allowed in, could be brought directly to the areas where the FBI and the DOJ and the deep state actors knew would be the most, uh, the most sort of condemning criminal action of of Americans being a lot being inside the Capitol 
um, protesting without permit and things. And they knew it was setting the stage for arrest and prosecution. It's such a crime. Who, who planned this, do you think? Well, I think factions planned this. I wouldn't say who, Tucker, because yeah, I don't think there was one person that, that planned this, but I believe the, the faction of uh, establishment liberals within the, the FBI and the Democrat Party and our intelligence services to, to another extent um, use their massive powers of surveillance and uh, in, and investigative uh, assets that they have across the country, confidential informants, registered informants, non-registered informants, voluntary informants. It's a, it's a, it's a, a complex web of, of FBI assets across the country that can be activated. So what is our common bond truly? Freedom. Freedom. Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And it's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom. There's a time to pray and there's a time to stand. This is what's going on right now. Just everybody throw your fire suits on, uh, throw your helmets on, okay? Uh, pick up your torches in one hand, your pitchfork in the other one, your constitution in your left breast pocket, okay? Uh, bring your souls to this party. This is uh, the morning edition of the Pete Santilli Show, and it's going to be uh, modified slightly. All right. Uh, we'll talk about that. It's going to be modified slightly. And Craig, if you can mute, Craig's going to join us here in a few minutes after we say hello. Uh -huh. Um, we'll learn. And that's one of the things we need to work out. We're going to, it is going to be a power pack show, uh, actually beginning tomorrow morning at 7 AM. I'm doing a one hour segment, uh, for a couple of days, we'll get into our rhythm. And I'm going to be putting out the top news headlines. Deb Jordan, boom, we kick off the uh, 8 a.m., you know, uh, previously on. We go right into the show. Uh, and then we segue from our top news headlines, our hellos. And then we, we're, we're going to basically uh, take a rectal thermometer to the back end of the global economy that's imploding. Excuse the expression, but that's 
what we're going to be doing. We got to, what's the temperature? Craig Winklewitz is going to be joining us for the morning markets update, financial news, uh, uh, Boeing uh, aircraft implosions, uh, Taiwan, uh, straight shutdowns, and uh, Joe Biden, uh, his Bidenomics is working perfect. Nothing to see here. Move along. Um, and then the illusion of fiscal responsibility by running our tread up to our tread, running our debt up to uh, $873 trillion by the end of the month. That should fix everything. Everyone just pull your credit cards out. You know, why is it that the American people, Deb Jordan, if mm. you don't mind me just slamming right in, not even saying hello mm. to you. Good it's morning. like yesterday when I came running through the door, what's the last thing I did after I got all the gear in? <laughs> you said hello to me. I said, hi. <laughs> that was terrible. It was terrible. That went over like a fart in church. Uh, no. No, was, which is very good. Okay. You had to get the car going. And anyways, so yeah. uh, let me ask you something. Sure. Why is it that I go broke, okay, and everyone's putting... uh everything on the credit card in the United States of America. Why, why is that? I should be, I mean, for the trillions of dollars that, they're, that the American taxpayers given the U.S. government, I should have at least the light bill paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Because like, why not just throw it on the credit card? I don't know what's happening here because... Uh, we're going to go into it. That's what our show is all about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because all of the... All of the uh, Experts out there, including Joe Biden, all the people on the left, did, are did say, are cheering on how on. great our economy is right now. Did you just say the word expert and Joe Biden in the same sentence? <laughs> well, all of his people around him, sure. They're all saying the economy is fantastic. It's never been better. We've added more jobs than he's added more jobs than any president in history. Mm. Uh, people are doing great. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the word on the left. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, set all that aside. We're going to bring mm -hmm. you the truth. So I don't know you. why you're not doing well, Pete. <laughs> and all my friends aren't doing well. I mean, you know. I'm literally. They hanging. say uh, that we are. So. And I'm know. not hanging out with poor people. I'll tell you that. They're just. Right. I mean, you know. They're just really like, stingy. <laughs> Maybe we have uh, a bunch of Jews on the show. Yeah, you know, you never Cause know. Because it's tough for an Italian to get money from Jews. I know this <laughs> from experience. I grew up in upstate New York. You got Italians and Jews. Mm -hmm. And get that, you know, get my, my beloved Jew friends to pay me. It's just, <laughs> come on. Right? I used to call it wimpy financing. Yeah. And by like, the way. Wait a minute. Can't we make a that's deal? That's not anti-Semitic, okay? Because I, I got oh, some no. Jews that I can send after you that are on my side. Trust me. Oh, the stories I've heard from my brother-in-law and grandpa. Yeah, we have family members. And his dad. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> they are so uh, fun. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be an intense topic, okay? Mm. And we can't just come right out of the gates and talk about it. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That segment with Tucker Carlson is proof mm -hmm. positive. Yeah. Uh, that that America has been so dumbed down. Mm -hmm. I mean, so dumbed down. It's it's amazing that that Clay Clark or Clay Clark. <laughs> Clay. It's amazing that Clay Higgins. Mm -hmm. It's like this, the depravity and the FBI is blah blah. I'm like, mm -hmm. hold on a second. Let me open up my manual. Let me tell yeah. you my legal cases. Okay, all the way back to 2014, there mm -hmm. were. 
FBI agents that showed up in Bunkerville, Nevada. They mm -hmm. went to the local pawn shop and picked up an old pair of cowboy boots <laughs> and, and, and got dressed up and went and put up flags yep. and ran a influence operation months in advance of the April 12th. And it's not, a, it wasn't a standoff either, but we'll get right. into that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a standoff. It was literally a influence operation. Well, let me give what? everybody an idea. Okay, you're going to just interrupt me. Well, wait a minute, because you're going to you're going to. I'm going to get able, hate mail now. No, you're going to be able All to right. add to this just real quick. All right, Pete, go. Pete, well, Pete knows this very well. Mm -hmm. During the Bundy trials, I broke the story about. Uh, oh, I'll just say her name was Robin. She was in contact with um, with Clive and Bundy's daughter. Yes. On Twitter. And give sending her messages. She told, but she told. Well, first of all, who is she? Who? Oh, Robin. she she was FBI. So she she was an FBI agent sending so, pictures of FBI MRAPs. Correct. So what she did? This was before anybody had even heard of Clive and Bundy. This was before uh, he ever hit the the airwaves or anything. This started. This started in early March of 2014. Mm -hmm. Real quick, real quick. Real. And what she was doing, she was she was contacting her, saying she belonged to this group at the at the college there in Nevada, yeah. and that they were support they were going to support her. And yeah. then she was sending her pictures of MRAPs and saying, "Oh my God, be careful! Now they're now they they've ordered MRAPs there at the compound." And she was really amping it up. For the family, the family got really yeah. disturbed and upset. Here's and here's how they our, did it on purpose. Pump your brakes for a second, just mm -hmm. for one second, for me, so I don't get hate mail because you're like you always interrupt her. Yeah, well, I wish I could be <laughs> at the consumption end. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Robin Gritz. I wasn't just at wasn't the consumption end. I broke that no, story. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about our our viewers. They're like you, you always interrupt. <laughs> we got a pop and show working. Here's yeah. what we're gonna do. We're going to dig into that. It's going to be the uh, remaining balance of the show after. Uh, now, this is the way the show is going to go. At 7 a.m., I'm going to be in this seat. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing top more, uh, morning news headlines. And uh, I'm going to be joined by uh, Ryan Mata. All right. And then we're going to go on front page of Rumble once we stop sucking. Um, we'll get through the suck phase very quickly. <laughs> a day or two. Uh, and then we're going to yeah. go on the front page of Rumble. But this is a unique opportunity here. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll call it um, uh, the conservative version of Marble Cake. Just kidding. We're going to talk about that later at some other point. But we're going to talk about top news headlines. And then there's a direct correlation uh, between the news that we're suffering through and those flaming arrow propaganda pieces. Mm -hmm. Okay. They keep us docile compliant, waiting for the WHO to declare a, a public health emergency of international concern and lock us all down, down and destroy the economy. But we're going to take the top news headlines and then we're going to open up the markets with one of who I consider to be. Uh, well, he's my Yoda, I'll, I'll say. He's my Yoda. Craig Winklewitz, one of the top analysts on planet Earth. You can go tune in to Bloomberg. Okay. Uh, and get lied to. You can definitely go tune into CNBC, listen to Jim Cramer, do the exact opposite. You'll be filthy rich. 
mm. instantly. Just do the, do the opposite. The guy is so off. If you did the exact polar opposite of Jim Cramer on CNBC, you'd be filthy rich. That's an understatement. Uh, so when we open up, uh, when we open up the markets each and every morning, you'll get calendar updates, everything that makes sense. We're going to take a look uh, at the morning news. And when I bring, uh, are you laughing at me about Jim Cramer? Were you just laughing about Jim Cramer? <laughs> what? Yeah, there seems to be some truth to that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and you can keep arm's length from uh, me exaggerating slightly, but I'm not too far off. Uh, do the opposite of what Jim Cramer says. Basically, all of the mainstream media uh, right now, not not just unique to the financial markets, uh, are just flat out lying to everybody. Keep you docile, compliant, and comfortable enough to pull your wallet out and throw it at something. You know, everyone's trying to go for that grab. Um, but, uh, Craig, uh, our morning show is going to pop. I'm going to have you, what's going to be nice about this is the markets are getting ready to open up at 8:30 AM. Normally we get data that comes out. So you guys need to know what the data is, because if you listen to Joe Biden, the fundamentals of the economy are sound, uh, those data points, you, you can't, well, they can manipulate them, but. There's just too many eyeballs on it, too much at stake. You got institutional investors. They can try to manipulate labor statistics and things like that. But here's our point. Why are we bringing this into our mainstream uh, feed? Uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, we are, uh, we are entering into a new world uh, where the old, the old system, the fiat currency system, we've been incrementally transitioning away like I'll throw I'm gonna throw back to you people don't even know about the LIBOR the London interbank offered rate I love acronyms by the way um, when did the LIBOR go away well it's been what two or three years ago now two or three years yeah and most people yeah. still they understand what the LIBOR means and there's a overnight at midnight it's a lot a lot of stuff happened the trading in between banks and things like that uh, was anchored to the LIBOR. LIBOR has gone away. We're transitioning away. We got central bank digital currencies. We've got financial news. And then I'll bring you in when data drops at 830. Then we'll bring you back uh, on when the markets open and we take a look at the top news headlines. That's exactly the way it's going to go each and every morning, right? Yep. Yeah, I think it's a good way to, to tie in with uh, everything that's going on because the markets tell us a lot of stuff ahead of time. So even though we, we're, we're used to getting news shoved at us, uh, a lot of times the markets will give us a heads up of what's coming. Yeah, and coming off of last year, if we could, uh, it, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if we start, you know, especially me, if I mention a word that you don't understand, don't be impressed. That's not what this these segments are for. These segments are for... The common man that needs to know what's going on. And in most cases, I do the best job I can translating what they say into a language you can understand, which in 99.99% of the cases is what he just said that you can't understand. It's called theft, legal, legal theft, right? So we're going to try to figure it out. Uh, we're going to try to help make sense of the world that we live in right now. Um, you're top of mind. I'm going to bring Colonel Mills on in a little bit. We're going to talk about these ship. I mean, we're, we're talking about 
the Red Sea shipping uh, corridors shut down. How much does that impact, for instance, in the Red Sea when you shut down that shipping corridor? And I'm going to show a picture when the, the ships have to go completely around an entire, you know, continent. What does that do to the global economy? Yeah, so, uh, you know, over the last 20 to 30 years, we've really gone to, you know, just in time delivery system um, more and more toward that, you know, as we computerize our logistics programs. A lot of what's happened is, you know, people try to time things so they're not sitting on inventory longer than necessary. And then they also have these holding areas where, you know, big logistics firms like DHL Global and FedEx to some degree. But, you know, there's a group of them where they basically pull all these inventory in and then they hold it and then they distribute it. So it's really not just in time. It's just kind of moved back away from, you know, people sitting on the inventory giving it to people who can deal with the inventory inventory is a little bit better and they're a little bit more efficient with it, you know, train air shipping. There's a lot that goes into the global shipping process. And what this is doing is it's starting to have an impact on some uh, economies around the world. Like India is on fire so far and it's expected to be one of the big um, global GDP um, leaders this year. But this, you know, could have a big impact on India. I mean, India is slated to do really well this year. They're all geared up and ready to go. And this could have a huge impact on their economy. And therefore, a lot of the stuff that comes out of India is services based. Um, there's a lot of, you know, overnight coding and things that goes on, but there's still a lot of production and manufacturing that goes on as well. So this can have a big impact. It really can in a lot of different ways. Uh the show live, the chat maybe, but not the show, right? Doug to Athens, they're having conversation. You are tuned into the live broadcast of the Pete Santilli show here on this. Uh, what is the day today? It is the 8th of January. Can you imagine? We're going to have a discussion later on today. I was in Washington, D.C. Can you smell the sulfur on me? Yeah, I can. Even from here, Pete, I can smell the sulfur. <laughs> man, oh man, I got in and out of that place this weekend, but thankfully I was able to pop smoke and get out. You know what pop and smoke is? <laughs> no, I don't. Not, not, not officially. No, well, <laughs> you, you know, like the ground guys, uh, you know, I was a helicopter guy, right? Um, you know, when, when you're coming into the landing zone, They'll, they'll throw smoke and it's colored smoke. Green smoke means, come on in, it's easy. We're eating sandwiches, right? Red smoke is, come in hot because we're getting, you're going to get shot out of the sky, right? Uh, well, the guys on the ground, uh, if things get really hot, they pop red smoke and bail. They leave. They're like, right? Because this is a hot zone. Pete, did you clean up the what off your? All the poop off my shoes. You guys, I have a story to tell about Washington, D.C. Uh, but before I let uh, Craig uh, go, all right, every morning at about 8.30, okay, we got a, a calendar. You guys need to know this. It's a regular calendar. Data comes out, and everybody sits there. Um, I, I call it like a bunch of birds sitting in the nest waiting for the worm, right? Well, the worm get, gets delivered at 8 o'clock in the morning. You guys need to know this. Because all of these economic data points, everybody goes and they'll react to it. So at 8.30, data hits. 9 o'clock, the morning bell opens up. Craig's going to be joining me. And then, of course, we will do our sidebar discussions as to 
what all of the markets are doing and, and dig a little bit deeper. But um, this morning's a, a weak data morning. Is that correct? Yeah. So today we just have um, uh, FOMC member speaker. So we're going to, the key is just hang with us for about a month. And you'll see this thing just repeats and repeats and repeats. It's a cycle, right? Every month we go through big data points like consumer price index. We go through jobs numbers. We go through PMIs. We go through this whole series of things. And after you see it for about a month, you'll see, oh, here we go again. We're going right through the cycle again. So yeah. Yeah. about a month ago, you know, we got into, you know, the, um, are we still good, Pete? You have a minute? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got into, you know, the Fed speakers were, were really going to town the end of November, early December. And here we go again, right? We're at the beginning of January. So we're starting to see some Fed speak, central bank speakers around the world. So I know a lot of this may seem a little foreign at first, but it's really not that bad. Just stick with us. Yeah. You know, we'll get through it. We'll make total sense of it. You know, we'll take what is CPI, it's consumer price index. That's the cost of goods getting to you, right? Then we have producer price index. That's the cost of producers prices. And we look at that too, because that's usually an indicator of what's going to trickle down to the consumer prices. So this whole thing is there, our goal here is to make this logical, make it flow for you, make it understandable, make it pretty smooth. And then after you see it for about a month, you'll say, oh, I know what these guys are talking about. I'm not getting whitewashed anymore by the, you know, the, evening news or the whatever the flash headline is from the ap reuters or whatever you'll know i mean you'll you'll not only because we'll show you and then you'll watch it with your own eyes we'll show you the charts and we'll show you the aftermath and you'll see it for your own with your own eyes you'll see it for yourself and you'll know right that's our goal here is not to look you know yeah craig and Pete can deliver the information and we'll try to do our best at that and i yep. think we'll do a very good job at it but the most important thing is that you understand it so that even without us you can look at stuff and say that doesn't make any sense right mm -hmm. that's the gears keep it simple make it simple it really is pretty simple it really is i mean just don't let them fool you with these three-letter you know cpi you know what all these names we'll get through that we'll get through all that stuff you know and and by the way this is a, a little bit softer of an introduction every single morning listen you're driving down the road and i know you're driving down the road early on the west coast you're going to work you need to be able to catch uh you know i call it front running right well front running that's a rothschild uh term sorry about that <laughs> but front running they made a lot of money doing that um triple dipping but um uh, we're going to get out ahead of the news. We're going to translate it into a language that you can understand. You need to know what's going on because guess what? The general theme here of this year, I'm going to be making a huge emphasis on the fact that we literally sit there in front of a media. Okay. that could not care less that we are the victims of every single crisis that always remain the one thing that remains constant is that we are literally the ones that are going to be at the receiving end of all the corruption in our government of all the corruption in the financial markets those people come and go companies will come and go economies will go up and down all right but the one thing that remains constant like when joe biden comes in it's it's kind of like i'm going to use the analogy real quick and then we're going to transition away here Everybody remember this. Um, we need to stop focusing on the pilot, okay? Because, like with politics, um, they have a plane and it's a jumbo jet, 
and some of them fall out of the freaking skies. And that's going to be a hot topic today because of Boeing. But we have a plane that the other side is literally intentionally trying to destroy. They're blowing holes in it. They're popping the rivets. There's panels out. They're taking the windows out. And all the passengers in the plane and everybody watching up uh, at, at the sky, they want you to focus on replacing the pilot, a Republican pilot, or maybe a Democrat pilot. The plane is headed for the freaking dirt, and everybody's screaming about, well, if we get the Republican pilot in there, he'll be able to pull the stiff guy from over. Right? And that buys them a little bit more time to crash the plane, and it's straight-up intentional. That applies to politics. That applies to the economy. Stop focusing on the pilot, okay? Because guess what, Craig, and I'm going to end on this note and throw back to you. You know, and the whole Trump thing, I'm literally trying to decouple, and I'm hoping that he hears the message. I think he knows what he needs to do, and I believe he will do what he needs to do. I want to make sure that this next election and putting Trump in, I don't want to live through four years of greatness with Trump. I want to know what Trump is going to leave us so that we don't have to deal with this mess and we're not so desperate for somebody like Trump. Um we need to be able to fix the plane, okay, and stop because we're the passengers, right? You replace the pilot, we still have a plane that's missing a freaking wing that has holes in the side of it, right? When, when Trump is out of the cockpit, then what? We're going to go back to something else? We got to fix the plane, not the pilot, correct? Yeah, and, you know, so that, and that ties in with Boeing because Boeing's who you're referring to, you know, and the, the plane basically blowing apart. And this is the second time Boeing's had a big episode. A couple years ago, you remember the Max when they had the computer problems and the mm -hmm. wing location and the mm -hmm. trying to take an old plane and revamp it to be a new plane. And now they've got issues with probably riveting or some sort of a structural issue. Mm -hmm. But the, the most important thing is, you know, like what you're saying is trying to relate this is, you know, if you're a leader of Boeing, your number one job is to start building your replacement team, you know, so that when you're gone, they're ready to go. And that's where we need, we can't count on anybody to do that. We need to take control of our own country, right? We need to understand the finances of it. That's why, you know, Pete and I mm -hmm. are putting this show together and putting together the economics because you, you have to know, right? You just have to know because we have to build that team, right? That's ready to step up. When Trump, you know, let's hope Trump does get in in November, right? Again. Oh, can you imagine if he doesn't? <laughs> well, if he doesn't, I mean, we've got real problems because, you know, there's no, you know, we, we've got some big problems then. But but the point is, let's just hope, right? And, you know, and work toward that goal, right, of, of him getting in there. But even if that's the case, we have such a huge deficit to work through. We have a lot of issues to deal with. And we need to create the, the situation where the next guy's ready to step up. You know, there's plenty of people waiting in the wings. I mean, why do we have a George Bush and then his son becomes president again? That's just, that tells you it's nepotism. It's, you know, it's, you know, Cronies. kingdomship. There's yeah. just no reason in a world, in a country of 300 million people that those were the two sharpest guys over a 16 year span to be president. It just makes no logical sense. So we have to get out of that, that mindset of just accepting, you know, you know, I mean, what if Bill Clinton had a son? You know, he'd be up for the next president, right? I mean, it's absurd, you know? I mean, we need to find the best people. We need to we need to demand that. That's really what we need to get to. And that comes from an understanding, getting an understanding of, of you know, the finances that they've kept from us. It's not your fault. These people have hid this from you. They haven't tried to teach it to you. They've hid it from you.
Yeah. So. so there is no, I'm going to say this right up front, there is no show on Rumble, as far as I'm concerned, right out of the uh, right out of the gates with the morning top news headlines. And if you're not paying attention uh, to the correlation between those news headlines and the collapse, not just correlative, but also detaching it. Because what's happening today is what a bunch of chimpanzees screwed up six months ago. You're seeing the after effect of all that. So what uh, Janet Yellen says today about what, what what's going on with the Fed? Rate cuts or something like that? Um, she's talking about rate cut. I mean, there's a lot of manipulation that's going on. Stuff that just doesn't make any good sound financial sense. And then you bring the politician in that says, oh, we've got good, basically responsible stuff. But pay no attention to the $40 trillion in debt that we ran up on the credit card. We still have no resolution on our credit card debt. And they just keep kicking the can down the road, right? Yeah, well, we saw, you know, this. they put a $1.59 trillion spending cap on it, right? But what it really means is, so I don't know if you saw that between Johnson and, yeah. right? So the whole, you know, this, it's really just a top line agreement. I took a couple notes on it, a top line agreement of what the U.S. can spend this year. Mm -hmm. But the hard work just starts now, right? And so we'll get supplemental spending on the border, which you know is gonna be this for that. There's gonna be some built-ins there, right? And then we're gonna get funding for Taiwan and Israel, which you're gonna to talk to the Colonel about here in a couple minutes. Yep. All the money that, that they need to get us into World War III, right? So they can cover up this mess yep. that they've created. That's what they're looking for. So the yeah. money they need to get us into World War III. Now listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're not just sitting here, right? All the money they need to get us into World War III. Remember, we're the ones that remain constant. We sit here when, you know, can you imagine these people who just come walk up to us with a red hot poker and, you know, and we get different types of people that say, well, this one's not as hot, but here you go. I'm going to poke you here. We're going to poke it. These people come and go. They come and go. They take our money. They pull some out of the, you know, wallet and they take off. Uh, but ultimately, look at this. Go jump on a plane. These freaking idiots that are sitting in their seats in their cubicles designing plans on Reuters. Boeing employees ridiculing the 736 MAX. This is not a small deal, all right? They're internal documents saying that they're designing a plane that you're going to strap yourself into that was designed by clowns. Really? Can you please tell me? On final comment, we're going to come back to this when we bring you back after Colonel Mills. Imagine the implications of internal communications with somebody that's designing a plane that, right, that is going through the air 700 miles an hour with us strapped in it that was designed by clowns. How shocking is that? Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know yet exactly what, but we don't, here's the thing, you know, we never really get told what did happen to the last airplane crash, right? Do we ever really get a clear explanation? See, that's where we can't have short memories because we have to hold no. th that's their game right they love to you know tell you a bunch of stuff up front bring out the you know bring out the crowd you know put up a nice display with you know 10 people standing up there you know mm -hmm. as someone stands at the podium maybe they have someone else come in and then six months later when the report comes back you know they don't do a, they don't care right they don't care to teach you what went wrong with that airplane so that you can hold them accountable it just, you know, it's a sad, and it's the same thing that happens in the financial markets all the time. I mean, I've watched this get worse and worse over a 30 year period. 
where, you know, an event happens like 2008 real estate crisis or the 2019 repo crisis or Asian currency crisis, all these different things. And there's never an explanation, right? It's just send more money, no explanation, right? It goes into a bottomless pit and we end up at $34 trillion in debt plus who knows Crazy. how much and un unfunded liabilities, right? That's right. So, That's right. All right, sir. Yeah. We'll see you after uh, Colonel Mills comes on. We'll dig into a couple of things as the uh, morning bell hits here in just a little bit. Tell everybody, because some people don't pay attention. What time does that morning bell ring for the financial markets? Uh, for the stock market, it's at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 9.30 a.m., that's right. We'll talk bond, to you after. Yeah, bond market opens a little earlier, 8.30. We'll, we'll get used to that. Well, that's going to be right around the time we do the economic data. So we'll get used to watching the bond market open and other things, too, that are important. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's specifically for especially those, the majority of people, that don't pay attention to that stuff because you need to find out who the pickpocketers are. And we're going to bring that to you daily. Uh, thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, Deb Jordan, look at this. Uh, is that very comforting? We're going to be getting on an airplane. Okay. What? Don't even. Don't you want to know that, <clears throat> you know, maybe we should find out. Are we getting on a Boeing uh, a plane to go? Um, are we going to be getting on a Boeing plane? I don't know. Are you concerned about that? Hmm? I'm always concerned about should that. Not just you be concerned about that, but should everyone be concerned <laughs> that, you know, you know, doors are flying off the oh side boy. of a, a Boeing. This is so upsetting, man. Did you, you know why? You, it's a quadruple, uh, it's a quadruple dip here. Well, okay. you saw where the window blew out on an Alaska airline yeah, oh last yeah. week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but 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 here's the thing. Okay, so they're making money uh, hand over fist, right? Squeezing profits out. Um, of course, uh, the planes are suffering through you know lack of. Well, they say that they have good maintenance on planes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that the pilot sitting in the seat is not getting the oil can because they're poking him with the jab, and pilots are falling out of the friggin' sky because the guy's got myocarditis. Right. No, this and is, the what? This is not a good conversation to have with me. Why not? Because it just isn't. You know that I'm not a good. I used flyer. to fly helicopters, which you know, I mean that. I'm not a good flyer. You know this, I right? Am. Why I are am. you doing this? I used to jump on uh, mechanical <laughs> equipment that had to beat the air into submission to get off the ground. You know. I know. I know. So I mean, anything, you know, less than that is a good thing. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So, anyways. Here's here's the point. You said, "Oh, I don't like to have this conversation," which is probably why they don't disclose. Hey, this thing is designed by a bunch of chimps. These are okay. their internal documents. All right. House transportation. So I won't committee. be getting on a plane then. I got to get on a plane. <laughs> you get a car, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um. Do you remember the Ford LTD? I do. Huh? I do. Rico, Pete and Deb show the rings. Hmm? Okay. Mm. We're getting married, ladies and gentlemen. It's the countdown to the big day. Hmm? Coming up pretty quick, huh? I noticed she's starting to take, uh, uh, in advance of our wedding, she's starting to take full advantage of me. <laughs> Are you? What? Not true. Huh? Oh, boy. What? The honeymoon? Has it already worn off? <laughs> what? Oh, man. No? 
Are you taking advantage of me? No. No? Do you want me to tell everybody what you do before the cameras come on? What do I do? You want me to tell everyone? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, her official job title is Fluffer. Okay? Yeah. She puts my crush on, right? Uh-huh. Gets me all fluffed up, right? Get your jacket, carry your jacket. water, carry your coffee, she, carry she, your juice, make your juice, make your the, coffee. You know, the big three stooges. Make you uh, a sandwich. Big three stooges powder puff bag, right? They, right? <laughs> she does that. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Don't believe anyone could take full advantage of Pete. Anyone disagree? Are you kidding me? I'm I'm absolutely just a perfect uh, uh, abused victim of girls. Look at, look at my girls when, when I got home. I was overwhelmed. Yeah. Right? Is that true? Your puppies went crazy. Big, tough guy. And there I am just getting diddled by furry girls. Just, <laughs> you know. Uh, slap him for the porno reference. What porno reference? <laughs> I don't know. What? Oh, man. And listen, it's for me, says, I think Pete will make a great wife. <laughs> See? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Hope, I, I'm excited for you. I hope we get to see pictures. You will. You will? Yeah. We're going to do that? We're going to have publicly made pictures? We have a professional photographer. We do. going to be. Okay. We do. That's confirmed? And a very good friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a lot of people that are doing great things. Huh? Yeah. They, they yeah, are. Yeah, that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. So we're getting married on uh, January 20th. Mm. Is that the day? <laughs> yeah. Listen. Uh, it's coming up pretty fast. Why are you all nervous by my line of questioning right now? Oh, I don't know. Well, I'm just, uh, well, because we went from plane crashing and you know how I am. I, I do not like to fly on a good day, even before COVID. All right, listen, before. I did not like it. We, we, we have just, a, just a, a few minutes here. You got to tell everybody mm-hmm. what my routine is compared to your routine. I think you should actually sit next to someone else. Uh-huh. Shouldn't you? <laughs> no, you'll sleep I'm the not whole very time. comforting. There's something kind what of comforting do I do as, about that. What do, what do I do as soon as I get on a plane? You fall asleep. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Somebody said, I thought you were already married. You thought that we were already married? Mm. Yeah, I guess everyone. Well, actually, um, I've been scolded because we weren't married. Um, Angie and Karen, Karen Flower Girls. That's right. I graduated from high school in 76. High school report deaths. Okay, somebody's talking about deaths and reported deaths on their high school. I hate flying to death. Why would you hate flying? Uh-huh. And go zipping down the road, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't like flying, which is silly to me. Yeah, but you know, when you're driving, you though, into- when you're driving, your destiny is in your own hands. Is that true? And you not somebody so? else. You think so? Have you ever been struck by a vehicle? Listen, somebody that got stupid? You just sat here and said how horrible it is, the airlines right now. And then. No, and- I, what's horrible is you're not telling anybody. Okay, so they're telling I'm you're telling tell you. everybody, but you're saying don't be don't be silly. No, I'm not. 
I said, don't be silly. As It's safer to fly in a plane. It is. Okay. Safer to fly in a plane than it is to jump out, jump in a uh, car and drive down. Well, no, in a plane, you're a very good way. driver. So I mm -hmm. trust you more than I do a pilot who is all vaxxed up and a oh. plane mm -hmm. that is not up to par. Okay. Not that's only, all I'm saying here. Not only a pilot that's, uh, he's literally a, a slave to a system that he can't even express how concerned he is about myocarditis and they got to protect their, I mean, right. they literally have an entire career. And I do, uh, I, I don't call it a lack of courage. Mm -hmm. They literally invest thousands of hours to become the professionals that they are, right? Yeah. And and here comes uh, the pharmaceutical industry plucking, you know, poking, you know, these people with these jabs and the companies wanting to force jabinate mm -hmm. uh, the pilots. That's a Pete Santilli word. Yeah. Ja jabination. Jabination. Yes. It's, jab it's a jabination. <laughs> it's a jabination. So yeah. they're forced vaccinating. And these pilots are like, if I say anything, I get fired. Right. Uh-huh. They're not going to throw away the process by which they get to that point. We have a family member who shall remain nameless, right? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that he had an entire military career and right at the very end they said, okay, you got to take this jab. And if you don't, we're going to kick you out. And See, Karen says, Deb, write down his uh, Santillisms. You will want them one day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. In fact, we are doing that. That's interesting that you bring that up mm -hmm. uh, because Deb and I, the Debinator, Deb, huh? Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a song and it's going to go like this. Debony and Ivory <laughs> were together in perfect. And uh, I... <laughs> I see Craig's working in his office quietly, You're laughing at me right now. All right, you guys, uh, we're going to go into our top news headlines. Uh, Colonel Mills is going to be joining us in the yeah. morning. I think starting tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, that's hilarious. Ryan says, dang, are you live all day, every day? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's insanity. Uh Tomorrow, Ryan Matta. You know who Ryan Matta is? If you don't know him, Matta Effect on LFA. Uh -huh. He's been doing such a great job down the board. I great investigator. I saw where everybody, there were a few people, quite a few people in the threads who said they really like him. So Yeah, yeah. everybody loves this. Ryan Matta. He's going to join yeah. me. We're going to have a mix of topics. He knows a little bit about cryptocurrencies too. He has got an understanding uh -huh. of what we're going to be doing in the morning. So he's going to join me for uh, top news headlines. Uh, he's been doing great work down on the border. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he was on Redacted with uh, Clayton, right? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, that's yeah, what so, I understand. So Ryan Matta is going to be joining me in the morning. Tomorrow morning is going to come on. You're going to see how that goes. So join us at first thing in the morning if you want to catch your morning news. And if you drop in at 8 o'clock, you know, for the regular show when, when Deb and I kick it off, um, you can rewind. We're going to give you top news headlines. Then we're going to go to... Uh, of course, our top news headlines, Deb's going to join me. Uh, we will have periodically guests in the morning, important ones like Colonel Mills. He's going to help us make sense of what's going on in the Red Sea. Mm. Um, so by the time we're done with you, <laughs> what? 
By the time we're you'll, done, you'll want to take a nap. No, that's not true. Okay. Um, so you'll uh, be you'll be emotionally exhausted. We're gonna, we're gonna get over the hump here, okay? Uh, and I'm gonna go to oh my goodness. Uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, of course um, the trip to to DC. We have mm. to talk about the trip to DC, right? And we will. Yeah, talk what about a great what a great documentary. DC. Yes, they put out. Um, very nice. You guys uh, stay right there. There's number 13. Freedom Foxtrot was right. in and watched with us. He's in my threads this morning. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, we'll be right back with uh, Carl Mills right after this. Mm. Okay. Are you serious? Mm? Are you kidding me right now, right? Mm? 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 Yes. No? Yeah. Can you imagine this? <laughs> I so can. Stupid, huh? I can imagine it, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I can. You can. Here it is. Give me just a second, folks. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just one second. We will go. Mm-hmm. A hunting we will go. A hunting we will go. Did you like that song? Jebony and I did. I- of skin that produces free radicals and they're bad news for collagen networks they're going to break down the collagen network really? and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin and so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles bella grace is really an elevated formula Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top-notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals, and do it really So silly. There's just train wreck in the show this morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just train wreck in the show this morning. Nice. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right. Okie doke. Earl Mills isn't connecting and I'm train wreck in the show. I, I know. Oh, thank you very much, Angie. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, network issues, and I'm struggling, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just going to smash the computers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. At least they're letting me rant, right? At least everyone that's hearing me, right? Mm-hmm. You guys, be patient. Here we go. So stupid. So silly. You guys be patient with me, okay? Either that or if somebody says, oh my goodness, Pete. (laughs) Send me a check. Picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to flavor. 
It's just yummy. Better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty, all of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top-notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy.
better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty, all of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. right now from Taiwan and it's 13 hours or so ahead. Uh, thank you very much hours. for joining us at uh, 10 plus p.m. Uh, on the East Coast, 10, 10 p.m. on the East Coast. But sir, um, so uh, a lot of stuff happening. This election, as far as I'm concerned, uh, but then again, uh, sometimes I get overly sensational. I'm Italian and I'll talk with my hands and uh, talking about the Taiwan election is big. It's a big, big thing going on. And yeah, uh, yeah. you're out there to report on this election. So tell everybody why you're there and why this is big or, 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 or water me down and, and tell me it's not that big. It's not big. Oh, this, this is, this is big. I mean, Taiwan is on the front uh, front line of freedom for all of us. And everybody go, Oh, Taiwan, that's just another Ukraine. That has nothing to do with us. Oh, oh come on. Let's, let's get a little more smarter. Let's get a little more sophisticated here. Mm. Uh, Taiwan is in no way, uh, Ukraine. Uh, they're, they're, it's, it's not a perfect country. Uh, no country is perfect, but, uh, it's, uh, corruption is on the low end of the scale and uh the the biggest thing that's happening here is uh that china wants to take over that's the problem what is that china wants to take over hold on one second sorry about that sir did you hear that it sounds like an egg timer oh no that's are you insinuating i'm i'm uh fbi planting bombs on january 6th <laughs> that's hilarious you know why that you know why that's hilarious because the pipe bomb uh, that was left on January 6th, it had to have been somebody from the FBI because they put a 60-minute egg timer on a bomb the night before. <laughs> Did you know that? No, 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 no. I just thought it was an egg timer. I didn't know there was a connect uh, intersection with January 6th. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I seem to be uh, digging, uh, picking on the FBI too much. Well, a 60-minute egg timer on a bomb that was dropped the night before January 6th. And it had to have been for right from the FBI field office. Well, somebody had to come. Somebody had to come by and reset it every every hour. <laughs> what a bunch of dingling. 
They got what, they uh, got somebody from they got somebody from the academy. It was uh, uh, one of the academy, uh, you, know, do, you know, somebody somebody had a duty detail from the academy at Quantico to come and reset it every hour. Hey, listen, if it was uh, you or me, we would have been apprehended like within minutes of depart. I mean, they they can ping G. They have the most sophisticated tools to find anybody. Uh, and when they said, "Oh, we haven't we haven't found the the bomber," I'm like, that. They just go look at the local FBI field office, go through their file cabinet. Anyways, sir, so so Taiwan is Taiwan is a beautifully productive um, center of, of course, the, the chip manufacturing uh, industry worldwide. Uh, the majority of the, what's the percentage? The majority of computer chips. North of 80%, you know, so we are dependent upon, you know, and and a lot of, we don't, even our engineers at a lot of these defense firms don't even understand the connectivity. So oftentimes these chips are, are actually embedded in, uh, in our, uh, you know, critical infrastructure and in, in our missile systems. And a lot of times we don't even realize that, or it's, it's not well known. And, uh, so there's a lot of dual use capabilities. That's one of the reasons why, uh, China has been cut off and, uh, the, the Biden administration has for the most part kept most of the chip restrictions in place. Um, uh, that's, and that, that confuses China cause they said, Hey, we paid you all this money and you're kicking us in the shin actually a lot more than kicking us in the shin on this topic. So they're probably all confused. But uh, everybody who's watching this, 80% plus chance that something vital they bought in the last few months uh, came from, uh, that those chip components came from Taiwan. So, you know, we just, Taiwan has perfected the art. Now they are migrating production. TSMC is migrating significant production capacity to, uh, unfortunately, Phoenix, the Phoenix area. So in the, the problematic state of Arizona, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the reality is still for the time being, there's six major plants on the uh, 11th. I think it's Thursday. I'm supposed to be able to visit one of these plants and do, do an interview. Uh, but it's, a you know, it's, it's a very productive society, uh, dual language, um, Mandarin and English. It's a, it's officially a dual language country, uh, English being their, their, uh, additional language officially. And the, the, the election is coming up here on the 13th on Saturday. Uh, I'm creden- credentialed here as a reporter and uh, it's, it's a big deal. We just came from a, uh, uh, the, the three main parties are DPP and that's uh, Lai Cheng Chi. Uh, that is the, uh, that's the party that China has labeled the troublemakers. Uh, so Lai Cheng Chi and his running mate, Xiao Bai Kim, who was the ambassador from Taiwan to the U.S. until uh, it was announced that she's going to be the vice presidential candidate. Um, so they're officially labeled as troublemakers. Now, the old party, the KMT, Kuomintang, uh, that's Hu Yui, I mean, f- former uh, police officer, uh, actually a former de- de- detective and also a mayor. I kind of call him a, a Columbo. Uh, so uh, Lai Ching Chi is actually a doctor. Um, and then the third party candidate, uh, uh, the TPP party, which advertises that it's in, in between because the DPP is sometimes labeled as the independence or the make Taiwan uh, great again party. And it is, they're very pro-Trump. And uh, we just came from a very energetic rally with them up in Keelung, which is the port city for uh, just just about an hour north of uh, 
Taipei, and that's KMT territory. But I tell you what, they were having a Trump a Trump rally up there. Is that true? Big time, and well, the, the Trump right. rally was for for a rally Lai, rally. Uh, right. Lai tea, but it was boy, you would have thought you were at a Trump rally. I mean, they were really. Uh, wow. uh, it was well attended, well attended. And that's supposed to be KMT territory, and they were well attended. But the third party candidate. Cohen, uh, gee, he's also a doctor. So you got two doctors in Colombo in the race. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, the DPP, if uh, I have a lot of interviews, a lot of man on the street interviews, uh, very strong uh, independence. And that drives China crazy. Um, because wow. they, they just want to, they, 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 they feel they're already their own country and uh, they don't need to ask permission and they don't want to be part of China. They, they don't. Uh, and, what are the possibilities that that election is going to be manipulated? Um, that, that does, are you hearing any grumblings? Are they concerned about uh, election manipulation and fraud? Yeah, yeah. There's there's some reports of you know China using AI and naval technologies. A lot of it is also just uh, hmm. uh, manipulation of social media uh, and China using TikTok and and other social media to send a pro-China message. Now they've. They kind of learned because in 2020, they were very hawkish toward Taiwan, which really drove the election. And it was a strong DPP victory. Um, and, uh, you know, they, 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 they passed a national security law in uh, December of 2019. The election was in January 2020. Uh, the national security law forbade anybody from taking foreign money in regards to election, which allowed them to arrest a bunch of folks in the KMT who were dirty and taking money from the mainland. So, uh, so they really dominated in 2020. This time, China is trying to play a uh, low, uh, lower profile. Excuse me. And uh, but uh, she just came out with a very, very strong statement, uh, probably the strongest statement any any uh, president of China has ever made. And it was very aggressive about we will we will take Taiwan uh, soon. And uh, is that what he said? I don't, right out in the open, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, and I mean, it was pretty, pretty clear that they, the intent was to unify whether ta Taiwan wanted to or not. Uh, it's U.S. law that we, we will not allow uh, coercion. We will not allow a forceful takeover. And I think the, the population, I was surprised at the number of older people at the DPP rally who wanted into who uh, wanted independence. So I talked to a number of folks and they wanted independence. And this was the, the older folks, you know, not even not even the younger folks. The younger folks are very pro uh they don't want anything to do with China, but uh, you know the, the number of older people at this rally who uh, <coughs> openly said we want independence, we got nothing to do with China. I was I was really frankly surprised at that because you know the older people were are usually typified as aligning with the, the the KMT, the older party, and that just sure was not the case. We did a number of man on the street interviews today and and at the rally up north. Hmm. Uh, the and. and of course, be be safe. Uh, be safe because it's a you know, you're going to be there all, all week. Things get pretty emotional. Um, how do I know? Because I was in Washington D.C. on January sixth. Elections are emotional, especially when there's yeah. the potential for uh, manipulation in favor of the communists, like we had on January sixth. Sorry about that. I digress. 
Uh, I just came from D.C., so I'm, uh, and, and January 6th is still, we're still suffering through that. Sir, there is a lot of stuff happening on the international stage. Um, I'm going to show you a picture real quick. Uh, and, and Craig Winklewitz, we're going to talk about the, the economics related to the picture that I'm going to show you. Here's the, the map of the day. Can you see this? This is mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. red circle, right? We know what mm-hmm. that is. Um, uh, that is a thoroughfare. Now, all of the ships having to go all the way around an entire continent. So uh, let's say the routing, right, and the thoroughfares for shipping um, um, uh, passage when they're not allowed to do that, and you have to send these ship or ships around an entire continent, all right, what is that going to do to the global economy? I mean, I'm speaking of the obvious here. Um, not, it's, not just, it's gonna, hmm. yeah, it's gonna affect us significantly. Now, that's, I mean, the truth of the matter is, America gets very little. Uh, you know, you know, fifteen percent of world trade depends on of, of all world trade passes through the Red Sea and the Suez. And I said, well, that's only 15%. You know, maybe that's not a whole big percentage. And the reality is very little U.S. trade goes through that canal. But here's here's the kicker and here's the problem. Uh, when the Europeans and Asians are cut off or they have to reroute things, that starts to eat into our established supply chains and patterns. And then, yes, we're, we're going to, if you liked uh, all the supply chain chain shortages at Costco and everywhere else uh, uh, during the early part of uh, the uh, um, um vaccine and the uh, Wuhan virus uh, get ready because it's already starting and uh, we you know so because they're gonna have to reroute which starts you know guess what we're competing for the same space on on ships uh, uh, even though uh, they'd have to be rerouted so it's gonna it's it's already affecting us and uh, bad bad okay. bad bad all right now now let me ask you this and I'll be your humble student uh, uh, I know I'm a commentator and I'm pretty forceful with my opinion through my one-way communicator right um, but since when do we allow a bunch of pirates to control where ships can and can't go a and B since when do we not respond to such a thing with military force because it's very destabilizing, uh, you know, geopolitically and economically. Well, this this shows a feckless uh, administration in the White House and an undersized U.S. Navy, which has been under legal mandate to grow for like five to six years and just could not get going. Um, one of the key people uh, during the Trump f- first term was Hondo Gertz. Uh, in, in, uh, he was not secretary of the Navy, but he was like number two or number three at Navy. He had some good ideas. Uh, then, uh, of course, uh, the Biden team came on board and the first two years, they just they were just not now, hey, hey, the adults are back, you know. Uh, but again, it was law that the, the Navy's supposed to grow from, uh, right now it's still under 300 combat-coated vessels. You know, it just that's half of the size we were during the height of the Reagan buildup, 50%. Um, and uh, the Navy just has a horrible shipbuilding problem. 
which we've studied to death. Nothing's happened. Now, I, I do, uh, uh, Carlos Del Toro, uh, I don't mean to out anybody, but he's the Secretary of the Navy right now. Mm-hmm. He's acting very, he's one of the few folks on the current lineup that's actually acting Trumpian. Mm-hmm. And not, not in any way implying that he'll be held over for the second term of the Trump administration, but he has been... He has been pretty darn. He's a retired Navy officer himself, so he has some. Have some. He has some street creds on this this topic, but he has just been on a tear trying to expand. And there's the big. The big rumors are new shipyards on the West Coast. And why? Uh, why on the West Coast? Because people say, "Well, you just got to put it in a blue state called California." Well, remember, there's some red states. So there's some red counties in california touching that water of the san francisco bay so if we re, re, redraw the redrew the boundary line boundary lines of states yeah. there you know the red states would actually have a port well even if you look at the mouth of the columbia river but uh and the navy is is not feared the right. u.s navy is not, apparently not feared sir all right you're in charge uh, of resolving the issue um uh you're a um, very smart fellow, uh, as it relates to national security period. That's not, I'm not just saying that because you're my guest. You are, how do you fix it? What do you do? Well, I think it's pretty clear one, you know, that, that map you showed where the Red Sea connects down at the bottom with the Gulf of Aden. It's a small 10 mile gap called the Bab El Mandeb. Okay. So at that bottom part, it, there's uh, that, that red uh, oval. Um, that's, it's only about a 10 mile gap. I mean, that is not, I mean, the English channel at its narrowest is 25 miles. Now, the, the, the Straits of Taiwan are a hundred miles at their a uh, hundred miles at their uh, uh, at the top end of the Straits. So this is a very narrow neck. One is there's a, an island on the extension of a peninsula from uh, Yemen called uh, Mayun. Well, I'd uh, I'd bring one of the marine. There's a marine amphibious ready gr- group, a marine expeditionary unit. Uh, up, it's now up in the Mediterranean. Bring it down. It's called the Bataan Amphibious Ready Group, and um, so it's up. It's up at like I think it's doing a port call up in Crete right now. Um, so there you go. That's about where it's at. So bring it down, and it has the 26th MUSOC, which is essentially a it's a it's a Marine Special Operations capable battalion, but it also has. It's reinforced with artillery. It's reinforced with uh, aviation uh, and fighters. I'd bring that down. I'd seize Mayun Island. I mean, it's a very, Mayun would be a perfect fire base. Bring them in. They have to bring in Army HIMARS, fly in Army HIMARS, fly in Army HIMARS. And they put a HIMARS battery there, a battalion. You can just rain fire all day long on the Houthi elements that are that are, that are are closing the, the Red Sea. Now remember, I, I, I should have at the very beginning put this in strategic context. This, these are not just simply pirates. These pirates work for Iran. Iran works for China. China is giving the green light to block and squeeze the Suez. I'm sorry, guys. That's exactly what's going on. People say, oh, you don't have any evidence of that. Well, geez, there was just a, a, a Chinese professor at their National Defense University equivalent just said that the Houthis are doing China a big favor by doing what China needs, which is uh, them cutting off world trade. So 
you know, uh, uh, one of their professors at their National Defense University equivalent just said the quiet part out loud and just said, oh, yeah, the Houthis are doing our job for us. Hmm. So I'd see I'd secure yeah. that battle of Mandab because that's where a lot of the attacks are occurring. They're specifically targeting container ships, which that has a direct economic uh, impact, correct? <laughs> Right, right, right. They're 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 they're, they're yeah, they are hitting they are hitting multiple types of vessels. They are hitting oil tankers. They are hitting uh, your big oil tankers. Don't go through the Suez anyway. You know, they do go around because they're just too big for the Suez. But there's 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 other carriers of other specialized uh, types of, of uh, fuels and uh, chemicals that they are hitting. Um, but yeah, they've been dropping. Uh, they call it. Uh, it's the i think it's the fatah 150 or 110 it's an iranian rocket which they're they're claiming is a anti-ship ballistic missile now i don't buy this that's a that's a battlefield estes rocket it's a big rocket but it's it doesn't go suborbital to the best of my knowledge and uh <coughs> you know so um Central Command has been calling them anti-ship ballistic missiles. I, I I don't think we should dignify this bottle rocket as a anti-ship ballistic missile. It's a big rocket. It it does have some kind of seeker warhead on it, but that doesn't make it an anti-ship ballistic missile. I think that's a really wrong designation. But then I've, I've personally have called and emailed the Central Command watch floor as a media person. Uh, four times, no response. I said, and I, I've talked to them. I said, you guys really need to clarify what you're calling this because that's, I think that's a bad, dis that's an inaccurate description. And you're you're dignifying the hobby shop bottle rocket of the Iranians and calling it a, an anti-ship ballistic missile. That's wrong. It gives me, it scares everybody. It scares, it's because up to this time, everybody thought the Chinese were the only ones that had an anti-ship ballistic missile. So seize the, uh, secure the, the, the Bab el-Mandab, uh, and part of that is you got to seize Mayun Island. you got to teach a lesson to the Iranians and to the Houthis. And when, so once you land that HIMARS battery or battalion on uh, Mayun Island and start raining fire on them, that's going to teach them a lesson. Also, inexplic inexplicably, the Biden team has not explained why they're allowing in this active combat zone, why they're allowing two uh, Iranian vessels to wander around that are clearly doing nothing but sending back targeting intelligence, which is helping the Houthis hit ships. And, and again, that's such a narrow gap. You put enough ordnance in that area, seeker warhead or not, you're going to eventually hit something. And, you know, they get they get channeled. And as long as somebody's telling you they're I mean, these ships are not maneuvering or being evasive. It's, you, you know the, the the speed of the target. You know the track of the target. Uh, it's you're gonna you put enough ordnance, you're gonna hit that. You're gonna hit that ship. That's happened multiple times. So secure that that gap. Teach the you know tell the Iranians you got uh, you got have to leave immediately. And the nanosecond they emit anything that seems like intelligence, vaporize them. Uh, and then you have to speak with clarity and resolve. I know all these things. People saying the Biden team will never do this. Well. Maybe yes, maybe no. You know, I don't. I just give my best advice, regardless of who's in the White House. And if Jake Sullivan rips it off and calls it something else and implements it, I don't care. You know, that's that's a good that's a good thing. I don't care if he rips it off and does it and says, "Oh yeah, we just Trump didn't do anything about it." Yeah, right. Um, you know, Jake Sullivan just anytime he opens his mouth, he's normally lying. But uh, um, you got to teach. You got it. There's a you have to show clarity and resolve on this. 
I know it's it's hard. It's not in the DNA of the Biden team, but also that that's a, there's a short term component and there's a longer term component. We are under legal requirement to grow the Navy, and the Navy just can't get out of its own way. To uh, the the existing four U.S. government shipyards and approximately ten. Uh, private sector shipyards are maxed out. They do not have any surge capacity. So we literally, the only conclusion, the only intuitive answer is new shipyards or reopened shipyards on the, on most likely on the West Coast because that's where the problem is at. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, on Taiwan, I wanted to, uh, if you don't mind going back to that, uh, can you explain, I, I heard something about a, a, a drone blockade of Taiwan. Uh, do you know about that? Yeah, that? yeah, it's 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 been going on for a while. I'd say for almost six months. The uh, the Chinese Air Force is routine is is uh, maintaining a pervasive presence, three hundred and sixty degrees all around Taiwan. That is a strategic signal. One that they can do it. Two, it means a number of those those drones they are flying uh, can be potentially armed with. Uh, air, air to surface, and even air to air missiles. Hmm. I just flew in here. I flew in. I'm, you know, and somebody just put a uh, analysis of it on LinkedIn, and I'm realizing, oh, that's right. Well, I'm going to be flying right through it. Air, commercial airliners are flying about thirty to fifty thousand feet AGL, you know, uh, above ground level. So, uh, you know, geez, am I? Which kind of drones are those? Drones flying in the thirty to fifty thousand range? I mean. This is this is a safety of flight issue. It's just it's a blockade, just like the Chinese are giving the green light to the uh, Red Sea. You know that's that's essentially a capability to do because they put some of those air to air missiles on those drones. Well, they could just start swacking uh, airliners. Um, so, uh, they, at what level? And if nothing else, are they properly? Uh, following air traffic procedures i mean are you have commercial aircraft flying through this drone swarm i don't know i i don't i don't trust the chinese to follow international air air traffic protocols no we certainly don't uh i want to uh, segue speaking of um uh, military aircraft us b1 bomber crashed in south dakota on a training mission is that a B one, by the way, that's a that's a yeah. significant thing. Uh, I mean, our military aircraft, in particular, the more reliable ones like the B one. What the heck's going on there? Well, yeah. So the B one is, uh, you know, Reagan said we're going to make a hundred of them. Just to, to, we didn't, we couldn't get the Air Force to resolve on the correct number, so we made a hundred of them. Hmm. Um, these are great aircraft, but they they are they are expensive to operate. The Navy, I mean, the Air Force just doesn't really has never really liked them, especially recently, especially when they're under under uh, orders to cut costs. And these are big. The, these are operational, very. Called OM operations and maintenance. These are expensive aircraft. Now, what's great besides their supersonic, uh, what uh, they they can carry internally twenty four cruise missiles. That's more than the B fifty two. And so you keep some of these uh, in the air, uh, you know, uh, from Anderson Air Force Base or some of the new airfields we're opening up in the Pacific. You know, this they can carry a lot of ordnance. Uh, we only we have only about. 40, 45, they're still combat coded. Everything else has been put in Davis-Monthan. Mm. 
And this this crash was like on final. These four, it sounded but like all four. People don't know what David, Davis Monthan is. That's the boneyard, folks. That's where that's, they go that's to That's the sleep. boneyard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, we still have about 10 B-52s there that could be put back in service. And we have we've put two in the last few years. We put two B-52s back in service. We have last time I counted, we have 30 or 40 of these that are uh, not cut up. That could be it's going to take some time and money, put them back into service. Uh, so, I mean, I tell you what, these are great aircraft. The Air, Air Force is just they're not nuclear capable because of the treaties. Okay, fine, but these these guys these these aircraft can carry actually more missiles than the B fifty two. So this is a this is a great aircraft. Get I mean I'd start pulling some of these out of the boneyard. Even announcing it is going to be uh, yeah. is going to be a de- have a deterrent effect. Mm. But the four crew members bailed out. Uh, you know and this was like right before landing. Something went wrong. But what bugs me about this whole crash is we have uh, there's uh, I, I think it's a local. Uh, it's a local TV station has cameras around the airfield that they just turned around and they could they could see the crash site and you know the whole flight line and I'm going well hold on a second if you got a non US government camera that could just sweep the whole flight line and count aircraft uh, of one of our strategic bomber bases uh, during the Cold War that would be called a freak out and we do something about it and if if this you know, if this uh, local TV station can do this, uh, I guarantee you there's about a 99% chance the Chinese have broken into that, that uh, circuit TV and are watching it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, lo- I love the B1, by the way. Heavy, heavy hauler. You carry it, <laughs> just like you were saying, you carry a lot of ordnance on that thing. Um, I love it. You know, what, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, you just you just covered, of course, uh, a B one. You know, on a training mission, crashing. That's not not a not a good thing, especially for you know the the older, more reliable, because it's a re- very reliable aircraft. Something's going on there. As far as our, have you ever um, been part of a you know a safety stand down? You know, you you you, you take an entire. I've been I've been part of accident investigations with fatalities and they're pretty brutal. Uh, I mean, it, it should be. I mean, because you know we we lost somebody and we need to know truth on it. So uh, uh, these can be you know uh, there was not a fatality, but this would be a class A total loss of airframe. And it was odd because if you look at it, it was like they were like seconds away from wheel down. And what went wrong? Yeah. I mean, they I mean they were about they were close to touching and. But but it you know it sounds like there was a reason and all thank God all four, all four of them all ejection seats work because ejected. the B one has had se- yeah right. yeah the B one has had several issues with ejection seats of all things and uh, all four successfully ejected I think one had minor injuries uh, but it's like what what happened at the last moment that caused this uh, airframe to uh, the, air, the aircraft commander to uh, direct. And, and, and sometimes in these situations, I don't, um, uh, it's involuntary, meaning if that commander bails out, he automatically punches everybody out. It's not like, oh, the commander just left the aircraft. I guess I better pull, um, you know, pull my uh, uh, emergency ejection seat handle. No, I mean, sometimes it's like, if he goes, he, he, that forces everybody else to eject. Hmm. 
So, uh, you know, uh, which I think was a good thing, but wow, what happened? I think, I think it's awfully suspicious. And, and now we have closed circuit TV that can see the whole flight line count numbers of aircraft. And I guarantee you the Chinese are accessing that same, uh, uh, accessing that same camera. I'll bet you, I'll bet you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes I pretend like I know what the heck I'm talking about. Uh, but you know, uh, that's why I have to ask <clears throat> questions of, uh, military commanders a when you down a fleet of bombers okay because it would take you know you do a stand out what the heck went on uh, the b1s i mean that's a national security risk like the b52 if you you'll never see a stand down on b52 bomber fleet the b1 bombers critical um uh, response for our military i mean force and readiness the b1 Shoot, they always have a certain number of them in the air being refueled constantly, loaded, ready to go, and can deploy. That's a significant thing. Like a helicopter, for instance, you know, if you take a certain um, uh, model helicopter and you go on a stand down, it's not going to affect your your military readiness. But am I uh, right about that? A a B-1 bomber stand down is a big thing. Well, we only have about 20 B-2s. We have about 75 B-52s, so that's 95. And then we have 40 to 45. So we have only 130 to 140 bombers, period, right now. That's it. That's all we got. And I know that the B-21 is coming online uh, rapidly. That's a good thing. But, you know, and they've been unclear on the numbers. Is it going to be 100, 200, 200 plus? I think we easily should build 200 of the B-21s, but they have as much smaller payload for some reason. I don't get it. They can only, the double the double rotary launcher is gone on the B-2. On the B-21, it's only eight, eight eight missiles. The, the, B, the B-2 could carry 16 internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new one, B-21, can, uh, they just, in their analysis, they felt that it actually was mission overload or ordnance overload and that mm-hmm. it was more effective uh, to just have a single rotary launcher. But yeah, we don't have a whole lot. We don't have right. a whole lot. So take, is that, taking 40 off. A, a, am I reading that uh, this wrong? I mean, that's a, that's a significant thing. You get the, the B-1s and then our, our military readiness has uh, been depleted since Joe Biden's been in. You talked about the number of ships and the Navy being required to build up their forces. Again, I'm gonna conspiracy uh, theorize here. Um, is this by design? I mean, so many things happening uh, with our military. Well, it, it's it's by design that this, this wokeness is a super duper drag coefficient, this obsession with wokeness. Mm-hmm. It's a distraction. So then you have to say it is intentional and by design because now now the the ndaa did begin to surgically remove the crt dei officers by capping their pay which is pretty big deal but um the uh it, 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 it's absolutely you can say if nothing else it's intentional by the forced distraction and focus on non substantive issues that take away from the troop mission and purposes being combat ready. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not at all, you know, people are saying, are you saying that racism is not a problem? I'm saying, no, I mean, we should always uh, be, uh, 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 you know, racism is always a matter of concern, but 
the way they're handling it is uh, guaranteeing that it is only going to get worse because these 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 CRT DEI officers are doing nothing but ripping the whole institutions apart. Sorry about that. Um, I, I apologize. Uh, I, I want to make sure that we end naturally here and cover one topic before we uh, we let you. It's, it's the evening in Taiwan. And, you know, information or news warranting. Can I bring you back on for a hit? I mean, if something comes back up, I know you're going to have a busy Oh, schedule. absolutely. I'd That's, love to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this week. So let's keep in touch. We keep in pretty good touch. Um, the Secretary of Defense, there's some weird thing going on there where he's MIA, he's in the hospital. And uh, now that's another, that's uh, a very important position when a Secretary of Defense has to step out of the seat. Uh, you don't just you go MIA it's, it's, for it's plastic a- surgery. Right. It's it's a very formal protocol. You actually that you constantly keep it up to date. There is a formal or uh, order of precedence of who's in the command, who's in command of the department at all times. I have never, ever heard anything like this before. Now, there was a situation where, you know, you have like the you always have to you always need absolute direct communication with your secretary of defense, your secretary of state. Director of National Intelligence and really your CIA director. Those are the four you cannot lose comms with at any time. Now, I can't go into any details, but a few years ago, we did lose comms with somebody for a period of time and it wasn't their fault. Um, and it was the, it was, the, you know, the technical equipment wasn't working. But uh, I've never heard any situation like this before where somebody just went into surgery and didn't bother. I mean, it sounds like the Department of Defense didn't even know that he was out. Uh, I mean, what? it sounds like his his number two didn't even know he was out. And it's like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this is happening. Is it not true uh, that there is as part of the continuity of government that your successor, if the secretary of defense goes under anesthesia, there is literally a transfer, temporary transfer of a power. Yeah, you, you, you literally, that's why we, there is literally this memo that shows like, you know, the top 100 people in DOD and it, it literally shows literally by name and position who's in that pecking order. And yeah, if somebody is out, you do a formal written memo, um, you know, passing authority for the time being. Somebody's going to be, you know, unobtainable for whatever reason. Um, you know, somebody that uh, they had a significant life event, somebody in their family passed. <coughs> You do a formal memo, and I've I've just never heard of anything like this before. I'm I'm absolutely baffled, and I would tell you what I tell you what I think some heads are going to roll on this. I don't think the Biden team is very happy because they look pretty stupid, and it's like I it sounds like the number two that DOD didn't even know. And I'm going, I I how can this be possible? You know what you you uh, is is it because uh, you're a racist that you're calling this out? Yeah, you know, that's yeah, going to be coming next. Of course, you're well, only, you know that's only if, if that, that would only be you know fair if you know you know uh, Lloyd Austin was black or something like that. You know, yeah. uh, oh, that, oh, that's right, he is. Um, so uh, it's I, I just I, I I just I've never heard of anything like this. I, I'm oh. baffled by it, and uh, and I I think the Biden team is probably not too happy with things going on right now either. No, certainly not. 
and President Trump's calling him out too, which is, you know, that's not just a uh, a political exploitation either. I really don't see that. I was, I was thinking about that this morning. Okay, uh, President Trump. You know, he's. I mean, he's a big. He's a military guy. He, you know, he he loves. He truly does. And generally, I think he embraced, and and has tremendous respect for the commander in chief and the military and his generals. When he calls it out, it's not just a political exploitation, but a perfect opportunity to show how idiotic this. This, uh, you know, the National uh, Security Advisor, uh, uh, for instance, they got Jean-Pierre, you know, pre-scripting questions um, over, um, uh, who, what's the name of this guy, um, the National Security Advisor that goes to the podium? Jake, 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 Jake Sullivan. Well, you well, you also got John Kirby, who's the spokesperson. Kirby, Kirby the spokesperson, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're putting a cork in that guy as well. I just, uh, my, my point is, uh, they're running the place like the Keystone Cops. And I go back to a day, I'm a Cold War veteran. I was in my command, in my chain of command, Ronald Reagan. The diplomacy um, uh, infrastructure that was in place, our military, the comms. I mean, I, we had a lot of admiration for how well they ran our system. And, and nothing of the sort going on right now. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, how we're running our, our yeah. I, I mean, there, there's some explaining to do on this one. It just doesn't even make any sense. And again, I'm from what it's it's hearing. Uh, even the Department of Defense was not aware of this. So no. I just like no. wow. I don't know what to say, sir. Um, you're in Taiwan. We'll keep in touch with you, of course, and everybody. Again, as I say uh, each and every week, you know the uh, packaged bundle of uh, I would say very important uh, guidebooks for how we the people in all 3,143 counties that I'm pushing for right now on how to, I say take back our system. I, I really don't even need, I, I don't think that we need to, unbelievable. Somebody's calling me on FaceTime audio. Perfect. Oh, just do that. Just keep doing that. Absolutely. Um, sorry about that. Um, or was I? Oh, uh, 3,143 counties taking back um, restoration even. We need a, a restoration. We have um, uh, failed. But the most important thing that I can say right now is that everybody needs to stop being discouraged. Stop expecting somebody else to fix our system. And stop ignoring the fact that we've been asleep at the wheel, trusting that the people we're going to send to the 10 square miles in D.C. and those white buildings we're not going to betray our trust. Uh, we need to make absolutely certain. We need to make absolutely certain that um, that what has happened to our country doesn't happen again. So it's time for the American people to step up. How do we do it? There's a way to do it. Our, our system, uh, our layer cake, if you don't uh, mind me using that terminology, uh, the way we were set up by our founders, um, we just need to get back to that. Um, and there's a way to do it. But we have to take local action to bring national impact. And lastly, if you can make a comment in this regard, I really don't want everybody to get all whipped up about President Trump, including President Trump. I don't want him to get all whipped up uh, when when he, as the pilot of this jumbo jet that they're intentionally 
um, neglecting as far as the maintenance and they're destroying it for, for that matter. I want to make sure that we focus on making sure that when President Trump comes out of the seat, that we still continue to fly this jumbo jet. Um, Four-year period is a very short period of time. Is he going to be able to fix everything? Sure, I, th I think we can do a lot if he's got the right team in place. But I really want everybody to start thinking about what's going to happen when he leaves, his succession plan and legacy, so that we don't go back to a bunch of boneheads. Don't you agree? That's that's very important. Uh, uh, you know, there will be a time where the baton has to be passed, and we need a new generation of mega, not uh, mega posers, but real mega that are going to continue on this this revolution. Because uh, we have to get our we have to take our country back, and uh, you know, uh, um, Taiwan is uh, they have a model election system. The Chinese tried to throw the election in January of 20. Uh, the, the, China, uh, the Taiwanese took very, very shrewd measures to uh, secure their elections, totally shut down Chinese interference. In our county system, it's all about us. It's about us. You now, when I got off the airplane, my, my welcoming team on the ground were waving copies of my book and saying, you did such a great job at describing how to get involved. And I said, well, you guys were part of the model. Uh, you know, this is Taiwan was uh, has been a model of election integrity. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is us. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody is, is allowed to complain if they're not volunteering at election time to be an election officer behind the counter counting votes. All this silliness that the GOP pushes about poll watchers, what a total waste of time. Does, I defy anybody to show me any case in which a poll watcher has had any impact uh, changing anything. It's Stop wasting time being poll watchers. Get behind the counter and count the votes. That's yeah. how we're going to win. Oh, yeah. And uh, there is no one because they've got multiple points of, I call them multiple points of fa potential failure. They got it covered. If any one fails, they got three other scams going on. Uh, this isn't just about machines. I mean, you got paper ballot. I mean, multiple methods by which they can, they can sneak everything in under the radar. So... Uh, getting rid of the machines is not going to solve our problems because we haven't had machines until recently. The elections have been rigged for decades and decades, obviously. So we need to get actively involved, make sure we count the vote, keep eyeballs on everything because they're going to cheat however they can. There's a lot at stake. Sir, thank you. We'll talk to you this week. I appreciate you letting me uh, hold on to you for as long as I did. Uh, these are important topics, and I appreciate you being here for us to help us make sense of everything. Thank you, sir. All righty, Pete. Take, All right. take care. Thank now. you. Bye-bye. All right. MyPillow.com. Uh, Go to the book section. Buy the Colonel's Bundle Package. Use promo code Pete, of course. You get autographed copies of the, uh, the Colonel Mills' book. We'll be right back with uh, Craig here. Craig Winklewitz talk about the market open and also some of these geopolitical 
uh, events that You're are taking still place. Looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your my pillow products: mattress topper, bed sheets, my pillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles! Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns, lockdowns, natural disasters, right. power outages, or any situation yeah. that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal? Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. Sorry, can you hear me? is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just my food you're buying peace of mind our meals are designed to be nutritious delicious and have a 25 year shelf life yes you heard that right 25 years we source high quality non-gmo ingredients and use advanced freeze drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients forget last minute runs to the grocery store peak prep store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones with peak prep store you're always prepared make the smart choice today visit peakprepstore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. Okay. PeteprepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. I'm excited to announce that you've all made my pillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand my pillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. But to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only. $39 a set, queens, 35 fulls, 29 and twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting this commercial to let I know that. Because technically the switch on and off too, and then in the morning we do the updates. I've got a better feel now uh, for how I want to do this. And Deb. Yes. Well, I want to do this. Bring you in, 8 o'clock, open it up, um, say our hellos. Yeah. Uh, that popped a Craig. Just like, like don't make it a. Um, mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about the production quality. Uh, I got a network issue. Um, if you guys want me to fix it, mail a check to 30122, uh, box 30122, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, just kidding. Um, let's go back to, all right, we got the market open. I want to do this on uh, a regular basis. And Craig, obviously following uh, all of the morning news. We've got planes falling out of the sky. we got the Secretary of Defense missing. Joe Biden can't pull up his pants, okay? Um, that's okay. You know, you, you, did you hear my my full conversation with the colonel? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> you know, the, um, you know, targeting shipping containers is one thing, right? Uh Causing the ships to go around the entire corner of Africa is another thing. Failing to respond to a bunch of freaking shoeless Palestinians or whatever they are, whoever these stupid pirates are, is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, it, it is unacceptable. Um, you know, it's 
really that's our responsibility right is the power of the of the world you know it's whoever controls the shipping channels is whoever is control of you know commerce and so that's us you know we've taken that role you know through the asian shipping channels you know japan after world war ii china since you know since the 70s through the taiwan straits and so forth like the colonel was talking about and he did a great job of talking about the different vessels that can and can't go through the suez i thought that's very important because certain ones it's only like 180 to 200 feet deep at some points through the suez so a lot of ships have have a hard time getting through there so just out of a danger perspective they do go around so he did a good job of covering that and so with all that in mind it's like what is the impact right you can see how this is so complicated to sort out there's so many things like well if you have to do the big ships around the out you know down around the the bottom and some of the other ones that go through the middle which ones are textiles which ones are ships who's that going to impact the most and so forth i think india's very subject to problems here right now going forward um they aren't able to really defend themselves they kind of need us to help defend that area we'll see if we step up and do it like you said but what we can do is we can actually look at the charts and we can see you know what's going on in stocks you know stocks don't seem to be taking it they don't seem to be too worried about it but they do what we can do is look back to the boeing event of today and we can see the Boeing, right, is one of the Dow 30 components. It's a big component of the Dow 30. So it's it took a hit, eight to 10% down. Yeah, 10% is a huge, yeah. huge chunk. Wow. Yeah. 10% I, uh, after that mid-flight uh, panel blowout. FAA has now grounded dozens of 737 maxes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so with that in mind, we can flip over and take a look at the Dow, right? We have... What I like to refer to as a harmonic structure in the Dow, and we can see here that the, uh, you know, we're, we're, this green line right through here is a very important area. Let me highlight that for you. So this area right here is very, very important, okay, this green line. So what we're wanting to see is can the Dow come back in and test that like it has before back in here right back at that area and back in this area can it hold this level right if it holds this level then it's gonna it's gonna survive right the impact of, of boeing and the other 29 components are going to continue to carry the dow up we look at the dow because the dow has been incredibly strong over the since the first of the year right we we saw the nasdaq just get hammered uh early last week because everybody was go piling into the tech stocks going into the end of the year they all wanted to get that on their balance sheet so it looked good and they came out and they started dumping it right away um at the first of the at the first of the year but the dow held up incredibly well we can also flip over here and look at the s p real quickly the s p is a similar situation you can see this is showing the trade from the beginning of the year so you can see the downward sloping trend from the upper left to the lower right and it's also around its halfway structure um and right that that's what we're looking at right there on the on the s p right we wanted this rectangle area that, that green line behind there is what we're looking at so it's right up against it right now this is a critical spot for the s p can it climb above it if it can climb above it then that starts to set the pace for the dow bottoming right if we go back to the dow real quick and we look at the dow we see right here we're we're sitting right on this um right on this halfway harmonic right here. So if it holds on that level, the Dow's probably gonna go up to this green line. There's a good chance it's gonna go up into there, right? And that's gonna be its ultimate target. Hmm. 
So that's why we're watching real closely here. We're kind of in a battle between the S&P and the Dow. We haven't looked at the NASDAQ. That'll just muddy the waters right now, so we won't do that. And then one other thing we should probably take a quick look at is the crude oil market. So crude oil, this was October 7th back in here, right? This was about the time Israel got attacked. And, and so we saw a little bit of a bump up in this area, right? Right during that whole time frame of, you know, the first attack, then the responses and so forth. We had these, this target down to this green line, which now doesn't seem like a big deal, but at the time, no one would have thought it was gonna go down and break $80 a barrel based off those attacks. It did break through, came back up, tested it once, tested it twice, and we said, as long as it stays below this, this green dash line, there's gonna be downside pressure on crude oil. This was right here, this one was back at the end of November, right here, so that's the end of November. So we've been under pressure for about five or six weeks now in crude ever since that level and those are the big things that we really wanted to you know take a peek at today the dow as it relates to boeing the s p as a big broad index and and what's really going on and then we want to take a look at crude oil on the back side of what colonel mills was talking about because crude oil is a big component of what's flowing what? through that suez canal even though a lot of it is going around the outside some of it's still going through the middle like he said some sophisticated energy components do go through there but the big 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 ships they go around they go around anyway. when, when do you when do you start to see uh the economic impact i know there's a lag time i mean obviously you know, when ships are, you know, circling Africa because they can't get through a, a thoroughfare, uh, it, it doesn't happen, doesn't hit the markets right away. How long of a lag time is there where you start to see hits? Because the cost of fuel, obviously, is going to increase your shipping prices. Where do you see the results of that down the road? Yeah, well, you know, it's usually the markets are good at being ahead of these events. Um, they're usually, you know, someone's got their ear to the wall and they know something's going to happen ahead of time. So I look at this market and I, I, you know, right now we're in the first month of the year. It's hard to tell what is going to happen this year. I mean, we have so many things going on, right? We've got two potential wars going. We've got rate cuts coming out of the u.s rate hikes going into japan we got turmoil everywhere right right we've got we've got so many things going on so that's why i like to go back to these harmonic levels because it sort of helps us just sort through the weeds and then we can take the events that happen and we can reattach them to the market versus the other way around where we're trying to sort out what's going on and saying what's going to happen to the market i'd rather look at the market for the market, you know what I mean? And then attach the events to it so we can really find what the truth is. So, you know, markets typically are anticipatory, but you know, in so many years of doing this, right? You know, like for instance, you know, they're already starting to anticipate Friday, we're gonna have JP Morgan, you know, and Bank of America, two of the bigger banks are gonna come out. They're gonna start off the earnings season on Friday. So are the markets already starting to anticipate that, right? You know, what are the markets anticipating? You can get lost in the, you can get lost in the weeds if you're trying to understand everything. You can't understand it all, it's impossible. There's too many factors, too many variables and so forth. So that doesn't mean it's hopeless. What it means is we have to use some other tool that's reliable and that comes back to these structures, these harmonics that, that help us sort through those, help us sift through the weeds and the muck. Right. And that's where we're at right now. We're sifting through that stuff early in January. Awesome. So everyone, this is exactly the illustration of what will happen. It's going to be a lot tighter. We do the morning news headlines and then everything is all interrelated. And ultimately it's, you know, a, um, uh, a, a wholesale pickpocketing of every single person 
uh, hearing our voices right now. So uh, all these events matter. We bring them to you. And Craig Winklewitz, thank you very much for uh, for for joining me. Have a great day. All right. Yes, good day, everyone. First thing uh, tomorrow morning. All right, Deb Jordan. Um, yes. Okay. Now let's spend the balance of time. Um, we shall spend the balance of time. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut to something that I want you guys to. Uh, I want you to recognize, by the way, when I get down on, and I'm not getting down on President Trump, I want President Trump to follow along here. We must be focused on, you know, and I use the plane analogy a lot this morning just because, and you know why, because. Sure. Um, don't focus on the, you know, the pilot when, you know, the, the, the people behind the scenes are attention. They're firing missiles at our plane. It's a jumbo jet. They're stripping parts. Doors are blowing out. And everybody's focused on President Trump being the pilot in the cockpit. Well, guess what? The freaking jumbo jet known as the United States of America is in a nosedive. It's in a nosedive, is it not? It is. So uh, if we're focused on the pilots, the, the, the pilot that's jumping in, in the seat, what happens when President Trump comes out? He can pull back a little bit, right, and temporarily stabilize. We still have entities that are trying to destroy the jumbo jet known as the United States of America. So I want President Trump to be in that mode. And we want to make sure that when he gets in, he not only cleans house, but resets our, and we focus on the system that was put in place that we inherited from our founding fathers uh, and make mm. sure that when President Trump leaves, it doesn't matter. You just plug any chimpanzee, you know, into the seat. That mm. that analogy comes from when we sent, you know, when NASA sent the first rocket into space, um, they put the chimp in the seat, Bobo the chimp, the rocket was already pre-programmed. It doesn't matter. You can just plug any chimp in there. It's still going. Mm -hmm. It's going to come back in. They just wanted to see how the chimp would survive going through the Ben Allen radio belt. Uh, Pete, you are a lucky guy. Remember that Deb, he's, remember that Deb, he's a lucky guy. R-Star. Are you a guru Thank dude? You, or, or is that a chick? What is that? Who is does that? Does it matter? I don't know. It's freaking unisex name of their... <laughs> They're, they're it doesn't matter. It's a great, it's a great compliment. Hmm? You it are is. a lucky guy. I am a lucky guy. Yes. I was just wondering if he was creeping on you. No. Huh? Uh, uh, just mess with my wife. I'll freaking put you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. No. DJ, DJ Beastie, what's up? Morning latte. I think they're on, hitting on you. On me. Uh, let's go cut to this one thing I want to share with you guys. And I want all just of us kidding, to our story. And, enjoy awesome. this. You ready? You. you ready? Watch this. Yeah. Really? Really? Are you going to do that to me? This is absolutely ridiculous what is going on here. You know that? Mm-hmm. Huh? Did you know that? It always is. Mm -hmm. It always is. Oh, Unfreaking believable. Is it incredible? It's like every two minutes, you said a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Come on, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Really? Okay. Let's hear. This is great. Well, perhaps 
perhaps there is a simple answer. Not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. The best is yet to come. It is. The best. The best is yet to come now. Right. We have to be hard on ourselves. We we need to to thank. First, we need to thank the Dilly Meme team. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. We will, throughout 2024, how, we yeah, will we're be. going to continue to put their stuff We will out. be supporting them. For yeah. real. Yeah. Now, yeah. I want everybody uh, to join me. 
right now. I, I, I'm going to speak some truths because we have to recognize and accept who is responsible for the state of affairs in this country. Same time, we can rant, okay? But mm -hmm. always, I want everybody to join me in this spirit. We screwed this thing up. Nobody could have ever imagined what they have done to this country. And what they're no, getting ready to do. Oh my goodness, what they're getting ready to do, right? But nobody could have ever... I'm gonna I'm gonna tell and they're listening right now. I guarantee you they're transcribing every single freaking word. And I'm gonna say, you want freaking last time you caught me off guard. Me, I, I say me, all of us. I can't speak on everybody's behalf, but I'll tell you what, you have given me so much ammunition, okay? Mm -hmm. And I've been stockpiling it. Okay. I have a picture I sent to my mom of me smoking a cigarette on a huge pile of 2,000 pound bombs. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was worried about that. I've I said, seen don't worry that about photo. it. Yeah. I said, don't worry about it, Ma. You know, <laughs> that's like, not the way. What are you doing? You're not supposed to be smoking on 2,000 pound bombs. But uh, listen to me. We have to accept a couple of things. All right. You ready? Here's the sobering reality right mm -hmm. now. First and foremost, I'm going to repeat this every single day, every day. Yeah. You must accept that no matter what you know, no matter what you know, everything that we know, everything we know, no matter what you know, some people know a lot, some people know a little, everyone's in between. It doesn't even freaking matter at this point. There are people that know a lot of things, especially me, right? That doesn't even matter because what we know we were told and ladies and gentlemen, what we were told was a lie, was a lie. Man, this trip to DC was such a huge thing. I'll tell you, you want to know one of the most impactful things? There were people, uh, it was as far as I was concerned, too small of a group that was tuned into, it was a Saturday night, but I'm not going to be critical. I say uh -huh. too small of a group that was tuned into the release of the documentary. All right. An important uh -huh. documentary. There were people on there that are like, I had no idea that this happened. That that's a shame. Okay. That's a yeah. shame. But let me tell you something right now. I'm not going to belabor all of the Bundy stuff, but then again, I am. And I'm going to uh -huh. tell you what my experience is in dealing with these stupid rat. And I mean, rat bastards. Let me give you an example of what I know about the FBI. This should piss everybody all, uh, all, uh, Maricolo, Maricolo, whatever. Whatever happened to real freaking names? <laughs> that Can may be a real name. Up? You better what? be careful. Uh, what is it? It's, it, it looks like be. Mary Callow. Mary Callow, yes. Okay, sorry. Thank you, Mary. I, uh, I got frustrated because I can't repeat it. Plus, I'm very <laughs> angry with the FBI. Let me tell everybody yeah. something. You guys want to know this? Did you ever know? I'm going to reveal something that I've known about. Mm -hmm. General Flynn. Remember what he went through? Sure. Roger Stone. General, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Just stay with, stay with me for a second. You yeah. ready? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk about General Flynn. Okay. If you're not pissed off about what I'm about to tell you right now, all right? 
And there's people with the FBI that are going to be listening to me. All right. I want to recruit you now. I'm, I'm literally in the mode right now. I want to, I want to know, and we'll find out who they are. You at the FBI, if you're listening to me right now, and you're pushing the full force of the federal government upon the American people, you're being lied to as well. Mm. What you know, and everyone needs to accept this, this includes our federal agents, okay? Mm-hmm. Our federal agents, I'm totally and completely, absolutely 1,000% convinced, 1,000% convinced that the feelings that we have towards the FBI have been put in place by an entity, okay? It was in Cleon Skousen's list of, it was right out of the Communist Manifesto. And it's not just the communists that are doing this. But the feelings you have towards the FBI right now, including, you know, Clay Higgins, he's a patriot. He's got these feelings towards the FBI, that uh -huh. this has all been done by design. It was written right. into the congressional record in the, no, it was in 1966. Mm. is that they would get the people to turn on the entity that's supposed to be investigating all these criminals. They, mm -hmm. they disclosed this early on. Sure. I'm going 180 degrees in the opposite direction, not mm. because it's a major epiphany, because there's no way right now that I can stop what I'm about to tell everybody, all right? They had a team at the law firm that was representing General Flynn. There were, I think, four or five, four or five. I don't know what the exact number is, but, but my source told me what it was. They were sitting in the law firm where General Flynn, the law firm that was representing General Flynn, who just so happened to have Eric Holder on their board, and they had five FBI agents, guess what they were doing? Sitting in the basement, listening to everything that was going on with General Flynn's team. Mm -hmm. If you were with the FBI and you know of something like that, I need you to come out. I mean, seriously, you need to throw your, your, your badge on the ground temporarily, all right? And you're gone. And say, I'm coming out of this building. One of two things. I'll go back in, all right? If those people... That, that allowed this to happen, that know about it. My boss knows about it. Everybody knows about it. I'm not going back in that building. I'll go back in to affect the arrest. I want these people arrested right now. Lay your career on the line. You're willing to lay your life on the line? That's how we're going to know. Lay your career on the line for our country. We need you. We need you internally. We need your level head. We need your law enforcement authority. We need to start arresting these freaking communists. You know what they were calling each other down there in the basement? What? Comrades. Oh, really? Who said, but Flynn, but Flynn pled guilty, right? What does that mean? But Flynn pled guilty. Guess what? That firm that I'm talking about, okay? Um, they were listening, okay? They, they were bringing stuff upon him. They sabotaged his case. Then he was given the wrong advice. And thankfully, Sidney Powell punched in and got all that overturned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pleading guilty, that's the next thing. We'll, we'll, we'll get past that in a couple of minutes. These people have so abused our system. All right. I'm going to say that the entity that I'm starting to really, really dig into, you're going to be hearing a little bit at a time. 
as I start to learn things, I've set off on a course uh, through through my learnings, especially this past weekend, as to this entity and the complexities of it. They've been planning for decades to take it down. They've been using the communists. They've been using the Muslims. They've been using the Republicans. They've been using the Democrats. Everything that you think you know and, and the feelings you have and pointing your anger towards this person and that person, they're literally sitting behind the scenes laughing. It's exactly what they, they, what they intended to do. Because out of chaos comes what? Order. And it is an order of their liking and their making. Mm -hmm. They are literally got you anti-communists, right? And they use the communist energy against the capitalists. And they have literally over decades, every single entity, just pick one, pick one, pick one that you're upset about. The woke tards against the non-woke tards and the... They are literally writing the script, injecting that into the system, causing us to be arguing over, for instance, and back to the analogy with the pilot who's going to go in the seat, right? And Nikki Haley, you know, is going to send out an email and say, you got to donate to me because I'm going to, I want to be the pilot, the, I'm going to be the pilot of the, you know, and she'll never mention in her fundraising email that it's not the pilot, that the thing is already pre-programmed, it's on autopilot. And the entity that's behind the scenes is causing, just so they can have more time as the, pl the plotted trajectory of the jumbo jet of the United States of America is pointed towards the freaking dirt nose down. And they want everybody arguing about who the pilot's gonna be. That way it buys them more time so that they can get that knows Flight 93 into the freaking dirt. They're trying to buy more time. So everybody sober up and wake up, all right? And I'm gonna tell you, this is how far we have come. This is the most sobering thing that was said to me this weekend. You wanna know what it was? What was it? And I mean, my heart sank, sank. Because they were absolutely right. You know that our system has been so destroyed. We are a failed empire. We have been absolutely destroyed. Do you want to know why? When the women of America, and we say, oh, women's empowerment, we're using all this, you know, I think they do that as well, you know? They get the men, okay, to be online cheering on the women. The men in this freaking country have become eunuch, Pussified, low testosterone, failure to act, that when the women have to go to the podium to stop the sexualization and abuse of children, and those are the prominent voices, the mom, mm. God bless the moms of America. But moms of America, okay, should be just as angry at the men that are to their left and their right. Mm -hmm forcing that can you imagine the men in this country have failed to step up and be the leaders in this country to and in one way shape or form even many, if, many even if failed. huh yep. uh, if if our society has gotten to the point where we all we have left are the mama bears that are 
forcefully going to the podium saying, you're not going to do this to my children. Mm-hmm. And the men weren't there doing it to begin with that were the loudest, most vigorous, if not violent. Okay. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you want to mess with my freaking child, if I had a child in a school and you're going to put that crap in front of my child, I'm going to tell you something right now. All right. My children, when they were going to school, guess what the overhanging threat was to the teachers? You coming to have a little talk. You'd say that. You sure you want to do it? My my girls in fourth, fifth grade said, really? I'm going to call my dad in. All right. You want to do that? I mean, (sighs) you need to speak. They would literally say, you're going to have to talk to my dad, my mom and my dad. Listen, you and I both grew up in the same situation where our mothers were, Mm. um, your and my mother both Mm. were very strong women, very strong women. The women in your family were very strong. Mm. My mom was a powerhouse. Yeah. And the women in my family, as you've noticed, are very strong. We have leaders in our family. But we have major issues. But but you're, mm-hmm. who who wore the uh, pants in the family? Perry. Yeah, my dad did, but yeah. my mom told him which ones he was allowed to wear that day. That's a separate discussion. Don't bring that up. <laughs> That's behind the scenes stuff. All right. I'm just. I'm telling trying you. to inspire me to rise up. She's a very strong woman. Okay. Very yes, strong. that's right. But don't don't she talk about what happens behind closed doors. She had to be very strong. Yeah, I don't even she wear did. pants. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> You wear shorts. Listen to me. There's, well, there's this whole movement out there to what you're speaking of here. There's this whole movement out there that I've seen mm. rearing up here. And it's women, conservative women, uh, you know, church going religious women who are saying that women need to take a back seat to men now in, in this movement that mm. um, it is men who go fight wars and men who protect the borders and men should only be allowed to be in politics. Women shouldn't be allowed to vote, they're saying. And, you know, women shouldn't be pretty. I mean, they shouldn't They shouldn't wear tight clothes. They shouldn't do this. They shouldn't do that. And I'm thinking, have they seen the landscape of what men have become in this country? I mean, have they? Have they seen it at all? Do they even acknowledge that? Yeah, there's alpha men out there, and I appreciate them. And you know how I am. Uh, you know, I like my man to be an alpha man. I do. Right? Take charge. You know, and it's easy for me to sit back because you're probably one of the most alpha men that I know. Right? You don't take crap off of anybody. You stand up for what is right for not only your family, but other people's families. I mean, you do. But it. You know, it's it's getting less and less and less. Listen, do we when somebody says that women can't run for president or shouldn't be in politics and shouldn't even be voting? Um, I'm I'm looking at people like Mike Pence, who just came out yesterday and said that he talked to his buddies in the FBI and they reassured him that they had nothing to do with January the 6th. That's Mike Pence saying this. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just look at and men out there bashing women. The conservative people are starting to sound like rappers. Freaking kidding me. Hold on. Are starting to sound like the rappers from the late 90s to the early 2000s here, Pete. You know, women are a bunch of bitches and, you know, they're good for nothing. And, 
You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I know one thing for sure. When Pete Santilli was arrested, I had to, I had to become very, a very strong person. What's that? Right? Your phone rang. Can you imagine this crap? Hold on a second. What? Your phone rang. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Somebody keeps calling me from this phone line like five different times. You got a freaking problem? No, this phone, you keep calling me. I don't call you. That's not true. Guess what? Either one of two things. Either, you know. Well, who is it? Who are you talking to? I don't know. To? This phone keeps freaking ringing. This guy says you're calling me. This phone keeps ringing. The CIA is messing with you. <laughs> They've hijacked right. your phone, dude. CIA. I guess. Unless, I mean, if you're not dialing the phone, then they've taken over your phone. This number keeps calling me. Well, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Buddy? I'm not your buddy. Fuck you. Really? You think so? Huh? You think, you think so? There you go. Ten calls from this number. And this guy says, you're calling me. Whatever. These are freaking goons. These are the crackheads, okay, mm -hmm. that the intel services hire, right? Yeah. They, they give them an envelope of cash. Mm -hmm. How do I know? Because they got a family member. This is so disgusting what they're doing. So disgusting. I mean, seriously, you think you can impact me, okay, by uh, <laughs> having somebody call my line, huh? harass me. You know what? I'm telling you right now, I'm doing the opposite now, all right? If you're working for the CIA or you're working for the, the FBI, I want you to internally just start investigating these scumbags that have mm -hmm. literally turned our system upside down. I've got it figured out. I'm not, I don't want anybody to hate the FBI anymore. I'm going to lead the charge here. I mean, seriously, I don't have a badge and gun. Mm -hmm. And that's for good reason, because I'd freaking shove it, and I'd, I'd have, like, my own people in the cubicle next to me. I'd have their face on the freaking orange shag carpet. I don't have the temperament to be running around with a badge and gun, because I would freaking abuse my power and just start arresting everybody. You're guilty until you can prove your innocence. Lock everybody up in my office, right? Mm-hmm. So... We have these guys. You guys have the temperament. You're being effing lied to. You, as an FBI agent, are being lied to. I'll give you an example. Hey, FBI, check this out. You can answer this question. When was the last freaking time you sat in a meeting with the Southern Poverty Law Center? Mm. They told you that I'm an extreme, or whoever's an extremist. That well, this white person that goes to church is an extremist. They got guns and freaking get all kitted up. They literally will whip you into a frenzy. You know why? Because if they said, Pete mm, Santilli gets on our nerves, so we want you to go shoot him, you know, <laughs> accidentally, right? Somebody's mm. going to say, what, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, he's getting on your nerves. Yeah, he gets on our nerves. He mentions our name and we need you to go shoot him. They'll be like, well, what did he do wrong? I don't know. Just make something up. Mm. Really make something up. The, everyone's going to hesitate at the FBI. When you get stuck in a freaking MRAP, mm. they literally have to get these guys whipped into a frothy freaking rabbit. Oh, my God. We're going to go. Because you know what? I honestly, if you're just an honest, you know, if you're not one of those comrade people, 
I can't imagine that somebody goes into law enforcement and they don't want to go get bad guys. They just want to go pluck Americans off right? the streets and yeah. destroy their lives. I just can't imagine that. I don't think that's true. I really? do not. I don't think that's true. Are there people like that? Absolutely, there are. But the majority of them, I'm going to have to say, the majority of them, and this is how we find out. You ready? The majority of the FBI should lay it all in line and say, that's enough. Not, not only does Pete have to guess on a number, okay? We're going to give him exact numbers. Mm. I'm here in the Cincinnati office, okay? And there's 10 of us that say we're sick and tired of this freaking bull crap. And we're not going to obey any freaking orders. Going to get somebody for January 6th. We have enough information right now that shows that this is all a freaking bunch of bullshit. And you're not going to anybody that asked someone in Cincinnati field office to go get somebody that was involved in January 6th. This is how we find out who the rank and file good people are. You need to go call a press conference and all of you lay your badges and guns on the freaking pavement and say, we're either quitting our job right now. Okay. And we'll go work somewhere else. We're not going to work for this entity. We refuse to arrest anybody anymore until the investigation is complete as to what our involvement was in manufacturing January 6th. But no, you got to put it upon all the investigators. You got to spend 10 freaking years like I did because Bundy Ranch is, guess what it was? The exact freaking thing that happened on January 6th. You had the FBI infiltrating, you had the FBI provoking violence, you had the FBI getting people to say and do stupid things that they normally wouldn't say if you didn't have the FBI in their freaking ear. And the whole thing was a complete total hoax. There was no Bundy. What you were told about Bundy Ranch and the standoff was a freaking lie. Was a lie. And here we are 10 years later, finally getting a judge to say it was all bullshit. It was all lie. The media was complicit in it. The uh -huh. FBI freaking led the charge. They uh -huh. totally corrupted the system. They did it for the purposes of provoking an armed confrontation with the American people. The Bureau of Land Management federal officers were sleep deprived, told the militia was going to come kill them. They were scared out of their freaking minds. They were sleep deprived for 48 hours. They were told, you better be ready. The militia's coming. And well, guess what? There's an entity behind the scenes. How can they get you with a gun to go shoot somebody? You got to, they got to convince you that it's justified going to pull the trigger and to shooting Lisa Bundy with a pink shirt and a freaking iPhone. You need to be lied to about who she is and what she's about. That she's a terrorist, right? She's bad. You need to go. How else are we going to, are they going to cram a bunch of freaking testosterone filled meatheads into an MRAP to go point guns at the American people because they went in the rotunda and took a selfie. How are they ever going to get you to the point to where you'll pull the trigger against the American people? You're lied to. You're flat out being lied to. And if you don't believe me, contact me. Uh, I'll put you in touch with my attorney. I'll get you a copy of all my discovery. You can look at it. A federal judge said that the whole thing was manufactured by the FBI, Bureau of Land Management, and somebody behind it. I know who the entity is behind the scenes. 
It's all manufactured. And you as an agent were lied to, compartmentalized, and trained to think that Pete Santelli is really a bad guy. And he's not. And everybody knows this, by the way. I can put you in touch with all the federal marshals. I can put you in touch with my probation officer. Everybody apologized to me. The COs, everybody apologized to me. I did not do anything to justify what the system did to me. It's time for you, and I know you're listening to me. I'm not against you. You know what I'm against? I'm against this freaking bull crap right here. This crap right here. Look at this. Watch this. Listen to this freaking bullcrap. Up next, a progress report on the investigations into those responsible for the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. It was, it Matthew was not. Graves is the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia. It was not. He shows it was not. Now, we have a media, okay, that is freaking mockingbirded by the CIA. Sure. They work hand in glove with the entity. They're freaking straight up lied to. How do I know this? Because Stephen Myrie, that piece of shit, corrupt, one man that uh, enjoys immunity as a U.S. attorney, wrote on the docket so many freaking lies. You know why he did that, Deb Jordan? It wasn't oh just to falsely indict me and others. He did it because he was writing to the media. Mm -hmm. the, he knows that the media sits in their cubicles and they grab something off the docket and we would tell the media at the Las Vegas Review Journal, you might as well go pull a freaking George Soros blog post. Right. It's going to be more accurate than that. Get out of your cubicle and go out and find out what the hell you're reading compared to the truth. The media is pulling from the docket, the DOJ, and this crap you're about to hear. And she's got the C-SPAN and the attack. There was no attack on the U.S. Capitol. I'm now having to, oh, I'm getting threatened by this guy. He's going to tell me what I intended to do when I went to D.C. He's also going to use this term, okay, and I literally want to go back to D.C. And I want to go to that U.S. attorney's office and go take a shit on his desk. <laughs> I'm serious. I no. know you want to, but you won't. No, I want to. I know. This bull crap that he says about the collective, whatever it is. You know he what says I say? it in the first hey, you know what two I say? seconds, too. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to call this guy's office. You know what I want to tell him? Fuck your collective. Excuse me. Oh, you know what? I, collective. Can you imagine what what country are we in that you're speaking like this? A collective guilt. Listen to this crap. Something crazy like that anyway. Collective. Listen to this crap. Video evidence that's been shared with courtrooms around the country, but not seen by the public. All right, coming in. Oh, coming in. All rise for the freaking dickhead. It's been three years since a violent mob attacked our capital. Much Stop. <laughs> right out of the gate. Stop. No, right I'm, the I'm gate. doing this. You know what? When I was listening to it, okay, I was literally mm -hmm. saying, well, right about here, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to freaking snap. Mm -hmm. So I called Frank Papagni, U.S. attorney, one time. 
And I told him, I said, I'm going to put your freaking of Oregon, by the way, of Oregon. He's a U.S. attorney in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to hold you accountable to the truth. I'm calling you to give you an opportunity to fix, you know, make what's wrong right. And he had an argument with me. And I said, okay. I said, I'm going to take the truth and the information. I'm going to put your freaking balls in a vice. And guess what they did? They took that clip and used it saying that I threatened them mm-hmm. and used it with the judge to say, we can't let them out because our lives are in danger. That's the kind of scumbags these people are. Yeah. You guys know how I am with my calls. It's all a freaking Oregon grinder monkey act. Everybody loves it. I'm not afraid of anybody. I can't even call this guy. You know why? Because it's like handing him a freebie. Oh yeah. Cause I know exactly how they're going to use it. Sure. He's a piece of crap. This bull crap that's going on, taking the full force of the government, creating this false narrative about what took place, broad stroking everything, trying to justify his existence with lies, flat out lies, flat out lies. Work has been done to hold members of the mob responsible for the, the crimes mob. committed. We're Americans. have necessarily focused on the actions of the individuals charged. Not the collective harm done by the thousands of people who are silent. Collective what the, harm. What the frig is collective harm? What is collective? Can I call this guy, please? No. Can I call him, please? Not a good idea. Huh? Not can a I, good idea, right? Okay, now. can I call the FBI then? Probably not a good idea. Can I, I want to call the FBI and say this guy is a prick. <laughs> but I, I what can we do to call? I can't speak to him. Because if you speak out against the government, you know what they do? They use my show. I might as well be sworn in on my show because everything was, could have been, and was held against me in a court of law. Can you imagine that? I can. They took my words and my spirit and my, you know, the stuff I spew into this thing. Me. And I'm not. I'm a person that can tell you what they did. Do you know how many people can't tell you what they did? Do you know how many people they're rounding up every single day right now? Mm-hmm. They're getting re- They're going after thousands more people on this freaking bull crap. Right I talked here. to Paula yesterday. Yeah. Uh, What's our number? We're up to what? Um, there's been over 200 people since October added to the list the patreon mail project this is bull over crap. 200 there, people there are no okay dominic pozzola broke it's happening a every day people are dominic pozzola broke a window who was harmed by that what person was harmed mm. what person was harmed not a person that's for sure a window he broke a window right mm-hmm. 30 years in freaking prison are you kidding me yeah are you kidding me This bullcrap that they're doing, ladies and gentlemen, you take, all right, and I'm focused on the person, all right, right now. The the freaking plane has been hijacked. The plane has been hijacked, and it's even worse. There's people outside of the plane. That what they want is while they destroy the plane and they rip a freaking wing off, right? They don't want the passengers. That's us, right? Mm-hmm. 
arguing about, oh, my God, the freaking wing's missing. Who took that off? No. You know what they do? They send this dickhead up to the podium so we can go yell and scream about all the people at the FBI or the prosecutors at the, I want this thing fixed. And guess how we're going to fix it? I'm telling you this right now. All right. We're going to find out. And I mean, I, I want to recruit everybody. If you are a prosecutor and you're in the office and you know this guy's uh, lying right now, you have arrest authority over this guy. You can have him arrested. I need an absolute outright mutiny, okay, to save our country. For what reason? Because instead of me yelling and screaming about this dickhead, okay, and then what happens to me? I'm suggest subjected to the people that are behind the scenes that are mm -hmm. pulling the freaking plane apart. They're going to they're gonna get me. They're going to use the full force of the government to come get me because I'm sick and tired of their destruction of our nation. I went to D.C. Write this down, FBI, okay? You that want to do bad things, you and your comrades. I brought an attorney to D.C., did I not? Everything I did, every move I made was documented because I know how you operate. I don't go to protests anymore without a legal justification and total documentation of exactly what I intended to do. I documented what my words were before I went in, what my mens rea was. My intentions are to go there and be present. And hopefully the vice president come out on the balcony and say, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to investigate. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to do was to have an investigation. And I stood with a million other people that said, the best thing we can do is to be there for that historic moment where they said, the will of the people has, you've spoken, we hear you, and we're going to push the pause button and investigate for 10 days. That's why everybody went to D.C. There was no violent mob. You know what there was? There were a whole bunch of people that knew by going there that Antifa was going to be there and we were going to be attacked. And then we said, okay, we're not going to stop going to D.C. because some little freaking skinny Antifa dude wants to come and harm us. I loved that the Proud Boys were there. I loved that the Oath Keepers were there. Because guess what, you filthy, filthy, filthy bunch of freaking pukes. You delivered Antifa there. You delivered Black Lives Matter there. You delivered people that wanted to bring harm. And I didn't see not one cop within freaking miles. We were on our own. And we were self-governing on, and that's documented too. Everything's documented. The truth is the truth, and I'm going to bring it forward. I want somebody to arrest this guy right here. Using our government to propagate lies for what? And it's not for his own personal benefit. He's operating for another entity that has literally overthrown our government. That is a fact. Mm. That is a fact, and I have documentation to back it up. We have whistleblowers that want to come forward. That it is a coup d'etat. I want every freaking person right now released from jail. That's the right thing to do. COs, open the door. Let them out.
Get those people out of freaking jail right now. It's the right thing to do. You know how we're going to find out who the rank and file people are that are on Team America? And we need them. That you're going to rise up with your badges and guns and shove that freaking muzzle on the face of these people that are overthrowing us. And only you know who they are. You know. Conduct a proper investigation. Find out who in your office are the comrades, the communists. Conduct a full-blown investigation. Surveil your fellow freaking FBI people mm. and effect an arrest. These people are overthrowing us. You need to find out who lied to you about who the American people are. And if you're agreeing, if you have political bias, you know what? Look, look at this guy, Kyle, Kyle Serafin. Look at that. You need to be a Kyle Serafin. You need to say, screw you, I'm out of here. That's how we find out who the rank and file are. But I would prefer that you stay there and you keep your gun and your badge and you start arresting people that are complicit in the overthrow of the United States of America. I mean, it's this is going on. If you don't know this, then guess what? If you do not know what I'm saying to you and you're in federal law enforcement and you think it's a conspiracy theory, then I want you to turn your badge and gun in immediately. Do it. Do it. Do it. Or you can wait for us to get to you, and it's going to happen. Go ask Sal Loro. He's Sal Loro. He was the senior freaking agent in charge of law enforcement. This, this is an over... We need law and order, folks. This is freaking anarchy. And they're destroying lives for political purposes. And they're weaponizing people in law enforcement. And they're, you know what they're doing? They're listening to me. I'm going to say it right now. I'm, I'm going to call the freaking community outrage at the FBI and say, you guys need to do something. Hold a freaking bake sale, okay? And take up some donations for the agents that need to leave there. They want to go, but they can't. And they don't want to be part of the crimes that are taking place in your building. If you think that I'm a terrorist or anybody, anybody that went to D.C., okay, you should have a pretty good idea. And by the way, they should have already served their sentence if they broke a freaking window. I have it documented. We want no part of any violence, okay? I have it documented. I'm on recording saying what is happening right here is stupid. This is dumb. This is not what we came here for. And guess what? They, and now this guy's threatening. He says I was part of a mob. Okay. And I was in an area that was. And they're making and you up did collective all this, harm. Collective harm and all this. guy. Really? I wasn't part of any freaking collective. I'm on the Santilli unicycle. Whatever happened to individual rights? That what he said right there was unconstitutional. You're going to arrest everybody in the zip code hmm. because a couple people broke the law. Really? Is that how we're going to run this place? Continuously committing crimes that day. It is critical, though, that we remember the collective harm that was done on January 6, 2021, and understand how it happened so that we can ensure it never happens again. Also, 
On the occasion of this anniversary, we request the public's continued assistance in identifying individuals who committed crimes on January 6, 2021, who have yet to be identified, particularly the roughly 80 still unidentified individuals who were believed to have committed acts of violence against law enforcement officers. In furtherance of bringing these people to justice, we will be highlighting some of the most serious assaults that have yet to be charged and providing photographs of the unidentified suspects this that the FBI has this afternoon. This, this afternoon. I, I'm going to stop right here and we're going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody Victor- gets the jest, Victor- right? Well, uh, hold on. Don't, don't just, I, I know they get the jest, uh, but I was going to. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, about what he was saying, that they are going to start arresting people who were on the grounds, whether you knew you whether you knew that you were breaking the law need, or not if stop, you were there you're going to, to be that. in trouble they need to stop that you yeah. are literally whipped up into a rabid frothy freaking you've been lied to like you are a prosecutor that they've literally lied to all these fbi we can't even figure out who's good and who's bad mm-hmm. we don't even know <laughs> Because, you know, you sure. can't say that, that XYZ FBI agent, I can't broad stroke and say mm-hmm. XYZ FBI agent mm-hmm. thinks he's going to get a bad guy and that my perspective is skewed, you know, and that, that, that I'm biased heavily in favor. And he's he's the law enforcer and I'm a part of advocating for breaking. It's not true. You've been you've been lied to. You've been lied to. You've been told that there was a mob You've literally been, listen, I watched the whole crowd. There's no FBI agent right now in Cincinnati that didn't go to January 6th in Washington, D.C. There's no FBI agent who saw what I saw. And guess what I saw? A million people that were praying, they were waving flags, they were there to be present, and they were all repulsed by what was going on with a small group of people. But guess what these people are subjected to? Camera shot here, camera shot here, and it's tunnel vision. They broadcast Mm -hmm. that, and they do it, and they slow cook you and repeat the freaking five people that were in the tunnel. They don't show you what happened to Victoria White. They don't show you that. They don't show you the abuses. They don't let you know about the, the FBI agents and contractors at the face unit that were mm-hmm. so in the beginning, they literally had to figure out where the people were that were not federal agents at the first mm-hmm. breach. Yeah. There's sure. whistleblowers that are in distress that they can't tell anybody. They want to testify. They're at the facial recognition unit and they haven't been able to come out and tell the truth because mm-hmm. the court system is that corrupt. The judges are being lied to. If a judge is a good judge, but he's thinking he's going to get bad people. You've been lied to. Everything that you know has been crafted as a lie because they can't get you to break the law internally. They can't get you to shoot somebody unless they lie to you. They've literally weaponized law enforcement towards freaking regular people. They have. They're going to come and shoot me. I had... Zero intentions whatsoever. I would have never gone there with Deb if I intended to insurrect or be part of something that wasn't lawful. 
ever. I would have never gone there. Mm -hmm. I would have never taken my attorney's wife, who was freaking seven months pregnant, to a riot. Ever. Nobody went there to do this crap. Not only have they hijacked our government, they've hijacked everybody with the freaking guns and the badges to come and shoot me. Mm. Who Who is this person that's behind the scenes doing this? Well, I can tell who you this. this. Over the weekend, it started, it started at the end of last week, and now over the weekend in Iowa, we have people like Ron DeSantis, uh, Massey, Thomas Massey. We have Chip Roy. We have... Uh, uh, Nikki Haley, and all of a sudden, everybody now is talking about January the 6th. Massey, what's Massey saying? Oh, that he he's saying that, you know, Trump could have pardoned everybody on January the 6th, and which is just a bullshit piece of propaganda. That's not true. But Ron DeSantis is, uh, as always, never stood up for the J6 said they that that they deserved it uh they asked him over the weekend again and j6 is a big conversation right now because the left and the rhinos are now uh, once again going after trump over january the 6th and we always knew this was going to happen and i hope that everybody's ready for this because 2024 is going to be a tough year it's going to be a tough year there's a lot of people it's easy that, it's going to be easy for me. Well, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be arrested. And uh, okay. uh, and they, they need to stop. They need to stop. They need to stop the arrest. They need, I, and I'm talking like right now, uh -huh. right now. You know what I need everybody to do? Okay. Instead of you apathetic, pathetic men that have done nothing, you've done nothing. Mm. You have generally, and I'm speaking to you on this audience, you pathetic people. Okay, mm -hmm. that allow a woman to go to the podium because you fail to protect the freaking children. Our society has so degraded. Our nation has so degraded that the pathetic, freaking, apathetic buzzard man. If you did not go to D.C., you had nothing to do with D.C. If you're not on the phone around the clock to try to protect those that did go to D.C., that are about to get freaking and are being SWAT teamed right now. Mm -hmm. They're literally having, Every day. Yeah. They're, you know what they're doing? They're going in with entire teams of people. Victoria White, you know what she told them? She said, if I'm going to be arrested, just call me. I'll come in. You know what they did? She didn't do it with an attorney. She knew she was going to be arrested mm -hmm. because of her, her interaction. She ended up in that freaking tunnel and she was pissed, right? Well, and, and she couldn't get out. her to a freaking pulp. I'm going to play that. She couldn't go LFA. forward and she couldn't, she couldn't go, go forward. Backwards. And she knew. She, had, she, to, she had to stand there she and knew. be beaten. She knew that she was going to be arrested, called in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she called the FBI and said, if you need to speak, I'll come down there. I got kids. Please don't do that. You know what they did? They showed up anyway. They surrounded her neighborhood. Okay. So mm -hmm. Literally cordoned off everything in her neighborhood. Went in there, scared the living crap out of her kids. I bet. And the only way to do that is to lie to a bunch of agents that she's such a bad. I mean, your American families that you're going up against, you're destroying them. But you know what? They don't know that Victoria White says, I'll come in. They didn't know that. You're lied to. You were probably told she's a danger. She's a danger to society. Listen uh -huh. to what she said. And they play you a clip to get you all whipped up. Because how else are you going to go shoot her? 
unless you've been lied to. Mm. You good agents. You pathetic men in America that have done nothing. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to start turning on men in America. I am. And I'm going to start, so I'm going to side right now with the good men and women at the FBI. I'm going to. I'm sick and tired of it. I know what they're doing now. I know exactly what they're doing. And here's what I want. I want those good men and women. Here's how you identify yourself, and I'll stand with you. You threaten to freaking leave that corrupt organization. And you say, mm -hmm. I'm out of this freaking place. I'm laying my gun and my badge on the front doorstep, okay? And I ain't going back in until I can arrest the people that are in freaking cubicles destroying America, okay? I will not be part of this organization as it exists right now, and I will stand with you. We need you to say enough is enough. You're, you have the arrest authority. You got badges and guns, and you men at the FBI are the biggest, most pathetic, apathetic, freaking buzzard. We're not talking about corruptness. We're talking about you weak cowards. Won't even stand up for your country because you want to keep your job. And you're destroying our country right now. You're destroying it. Your failure to stand up, you, you, you're just disgusting to me. Forget about the corrupt ones, okay? I'm talking about the non-corrupt ones. That you know you could step out and do something. The corrupt ones, we're going after you appropriately. They'll be gone after. Those people, I'm not, I'm not standing with those people. Okay? I'm going to stand with the remaining balance of however many good people there are. And I don't want to hear not one freaking word out of President Trump's mouth right now. Where he says, oh, there's good men. You need to pre-qualify that. There's only one type of FBI agent who is good. And that's one that said, enough is enough. I'm freaking leaving. Or send me back in. I'm going to arrest my boss for freaking lying to me. And to put me in harm's way to go get January 6th people. Mm. Your life is being put in danger. You need to be pissed off that they're abusing you to take your gun and go point it at somebody being used as a freaking robotron. It's a lie. And I have legal proof of it that you're being lied to. You've got to be kidding me. What? Are you serious? We're supposed to be off the air right now. The freaking CIA, okay? <laughs> Huh? Listen to me. I don't want to hear President Trump. I don't want to hear anybody in, uh, uh, there needs to be a line drawn. Somebody with leadership, which we have zero, we have zero leadership right now. Zero leadership. Love Tucker. Love, I love Tucker. I love um, Clay Higgins. Love them. They're, they're, they're doing whatever they can. Okay. I, I, I'm pissed off at the people that weren't able to get the information out to Tucker and Higgins 10 years ago that they were doing this. They're like, they're like, oh, this is shocking. I'm like, it is? Really? Uh, no, <laughs> really? Why don't you call me in? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you how uh, not so shocked I am that they ran a freaking operation because it was run against me. I'm uh -huh. not shocked. Were you shocked? No. Let me tell Tucker Carlson, sit down with Tucker and say, Tucker, guess what? I went to January 6th. 
And my intentions were to go to a really good event, but I don't trust those freaking people. So I brought an attorney and he had a camera off the side of my head. And then I had a freaking goof FBI agent who was with our crew that went inside the freaking building. He was telling me it's time, it's your moment. And I said, what did you just say to me? Mm -hmm. And it's on video what I said to him. I don't break the law. I didn't come here to break the law. Okay? That's right. And he went in and broke the law. You you were like, who are you? Who are you? What the frig are you? Get away from me. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. I don't break the You're law. You're like, I'm not Nobody. going into Capitol. That's illegal. Yeah, I said that, <laughs> right? And that. it was documented. Okay? Yeah, it's documented. So you want to come and get... We may have to use it. Right? Hey, you know what they're going to do? They're going to say, they're going to use that story like, oh, the mob, and I was part of mob, and anybody went in the zip code, you intended to insurrect. Go ahead. Go ahead. Try to paint that narrative. Mm. I will literally shove your freaking, your, your freaking dickhead, dick-shaped head, okay, figuratively <laughs> speaking, right? Yeah into the dirt with the truth. I already know exactly what you guys do. I know how you do it. I anticipate the lies. I anticipate you're gonna surround me with a bunch of goofballs and nothing was shocking about January 6th, nothing. And guess what? All of you law enforcement officers that are crying on the stand, I already know why you do that too sucking up to your masters. Fanon needs to be freaking put in Gitmo. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you men out there right now, if you're not doing something right now in opposition, and I'm saying up to and include, you know what President Trump should do? Get a bulldozer, paint it red, white, and blue, okay? And say, mm. as the leader of this country, this is what I'm going to do, okay? You release them or I'm taking this bulldozer to the side of effing building. You release these people. These are Americans. We don't do that. When Jessica Lynch got kidnapped by blah, 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 we sent freaking special forces, supposedly, right? Mm -hmm. Jessica Lynch, right? You know that whole hoax about Jessica Lynch? Oh, yes. They'll create a hoax that, oh, one person you get kidnapped will send special forces. We have... Thousands of kidnapped Americans right now. You don't release them. We're going to come there with bulldozers. President Trump is going to lead that. That's what he should do. We need a leader to step out. See, ladies and gentlemen, go rent a bulldozer, paint it red, white, and blue, and come get behind me. We need leadership. Clay Higgins, you know. Oh, that's suggesting unlawful activity. Really? Okay. You want to kidnap one of our Americans? Uh, I'm going to break the freaking law to break your face. You know, overseas, if you're an enemy of the American, you know, the, the, the American people, if you're an enemy of our republic, you think you can kidnap people? I'm going to shove a bulldozer in your face. Get, release them, or we will turn your country into freaking glass. Oh, that's illegal. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's illegal. Who cares? Tell that to the judge. Did I turn your country into glass? <laughs> right. It's time for pathetic. You're, you're disgusting. If you have not, if you didn't go to January 6th and you're not on the phone saying you need to stop this crap, go call somebody, call your congressman and say, you need to stop this crap. Or I'm, I'm literally going to bullhorn your office if you don't step out right now in defense of the people that have been arrested in our state. You haven't done it. You just, you're pathetic. Okay.
you literally will sit there and just eat cake and Twinkies and just worthless and weak and and our country is being destroyed because of your apathy. It is. You're disgusting to me. I can't call the prosecutor. You can. You can call the prosecutor. They're not going to put you on the Jumbotron. They're going to put me on the Jumbotron. I can't even speak because, and nobody comes to my defense either. They're not. You're just sitting there just consuming, right? Just feeding, get your Twinkie, get a freaking sandwich, right? This is what men have become. You let the women go to the podium to defend the children. American men have become pathetic. But guess what? You can change that overnight right now. Take action is my point. And don't tell me I'm being negative. I'm saying that we're in a crisis. And the American man failing to step up to the crisis is who I'm talking to. We can change that. You don't have to threaten anybody either. Don't threaten anybody. Don't break the law. That's not what I'm trying to incite. You need to tell your wife, hey, I really appreciate your vigor. I'm really proud of you, but let me say something a little bit louder, you know, to the school board. You Mm. treat my children like that. You know what I mean? Like, get the men to step up. Stop being a low testosterone, worthless and weak, apathetic buzzard male American. Stop it. That means that we're destroyed when we have to rely upon the women to protect our country. We're destroyed. FBI, I will back you up. I need to find out who you are. Threaten to leave the freaking place. That way I know who, which one of you is good because we don't know. If you continue to stay there and not take action, you're complicit. You are. I mean, are you going to be held accountable? Probably not. Well, Probably that's one good not. thing about Higgins, right? He is talking to FBI people, uh, people, agents. He's talking to agents and people who work within the FBI, and they're being honest with him. And I have a feeling Clay Higgins so. is going to be coming out with a bombshell report. Yeah, well, guess what? Clay Higgins. With the FBI that you're talking about backing me. him up. Speaker Johnson's investigative team, Tim Jordan's investigative team, a whole bunch of them. I just left D.C. And there's a whole bunch of really smart, influential people that are meeting with all of them. Yeah. And it's happening right now. It's happening. So I'm not just bloviating at the microphone. It's time to to step up, folks. All right. You need it. And I don't want to hear if, if one person says, oh, my goodness, I'm disabled or whatever. Whatever your worthless and weak excuses, there's no excuse. You can participate. Get in where you fit in. If I hear one excuse, I want you off my show. There's no time for excuses. Start making we have, phone calls, y'all. Start making phone calls. Don't threaten anybody. Mm-hmm. It's time for the men on this show to step up. Call on my behalf. I can't call. How about that? How about calling on behalf of all these men and women that are locked up in the gulag, kidnapped, and you don't do anything because you're weak? But you can change that right away. Because of this freaking piece of shit right here. That guy right there, Matthew Graves. You tell him, F your collective. I don't do by collective. I don't do collective harm. 